BetMGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code CAPITAL200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run, regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with BetMGM's daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the King of Sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Help Jews in poverty at HelpJewsNow.org. Your $25 gift today will help provide a life-saving food box to Jews in need. Be a blessing right now. Visit HelpJewsNow.org. That's HelpJewsNow.org. But I think the development of full artificial intelligence will spell the end of the human race. It's a flying object and we don't know what it is. I would hope somebody is checking it out. I'm glad the Pentagon is looking at this, because if it poses a threat, I want them on top. Well, the craft generates its own gravitational field. The internet has become the command center for criminals and terrorists. That's what we're instructed to say. Roswell, Area 51, alien kept deep under the ground. live we get together monday tuesday wednesday thursday to talk about all the things we're not allowed to talk about and you know what those things are 
Aliens, conspiracy, the paranormal, the government, academia, the 24-hour news cycle, propaganda, and the general feeling that we live in the upside down. Like I said, we are live. We're streaming on Rockfin, DLive, YouTube, and Twitter. We are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. And as always, we're taking your phone calls because, of course, this is a conversation. This is not a show. This is not a program. This is simply a conversation between myself and you. And if you're out there listening, it's Monday night, October 11th. If you're out there listening to me right now, well, you're part of this conversation. As you know, we talk about all the crazy things, all the things that uh, if you bring up at a, uh, you know, let's say you bring it up at Thanksgiving or Canadian Thanksgiving for that matter. I'm told it's Canadian Thanksgiving today. Thank you, Nathalie, for pointing that out. So happy Canadian Thanksgiving to all of our fine Canadian friends out there. And uh, so the thing is this, right? We always talk about just way out there stuff because one, uh, I like to think about way out there stuff personally, just me personally. Uh, and there are conversations I think need to be had, uh, the nature of consciousness, the, the nature of life itself. Uh, and, you know, without bringing those things up to be a super downer at Thanksgiving dinner, uh, Hopefully, this is an outlet to allow us to put our minds together and consider possibilities greater than ourselves. And that's what this is all about. This is what this has always been all about, because there just aren't places to have conversations like this. You bring it up uh, you know, with people you know pretty well, and pretty soon, they may just run. They're, they may be like, wow, this Michael Strange is a character. I'm out. I'm out, and I'm not coming back, right? Because some people don't like to ponder things like our very existence. Uh, we're, we're calling this hashtag No Pants November, by the way, because I, as I like to say in uh, in in Las Vegas, I don't put pants on until November first because it's shorts. It's shorts until November first, and that's it. If it snows tomorrow, I'm wearing shorts. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm holding on to the summer, even in my own reality. If I have to, I'm not putting pants on. We're in hashtag No Pants till November. All right, so uh, that was the joke before we started tonight. So, okay. But the thing is this, right? You can talk about all kinds of crazy stuff, right? Uh, regarding politics. And, you know, I mean, it's crazy. Like literally like bat shit. So, I did it. Be, like, how do I say it? How do I say it without not saying it? Uh, crazy. Absolutely. So far out there, you can have these conversations about, well, uh, um, about politics, right? And, and this stuff is so upside down and so beyond the pale, some of these conversations, it, it doesn't make any sense. Like, like for instance, let's just throw this out there. And basically, I'm leading up to this. As, uh, th this is the way this conversation goes. So bear with me. It is a talk show after all. So I do talk a little bit. Well, or I talk a lot. Yeah. Oops. Sorry. <laughs> oops. So sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, sometimes you end up somewhere in the middle. But okay. But uh, th the thing is this, right? You can talk about absolutely nutter stuff. Nutter's stuff. You know, talking about uh, people's medical history and how it's your business, right? You can talk about like abortion. You could talk about like all kinds of just nutter stuff, right? Like politically. And it's fine. It's acceptable. Like there's some stuff out there that's going on that's like, what is this? Like this is just wow. Like what in the world, right? And it's fine. 
because it's been dubbed as an acceptable conversation, all right? But there are other things that are critically important to not just yourself as an individual, but to us as as humanity, as a collective, right? And I don't mean a collective like the hive mind. I do not want to be part of a hive mind. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about us as a collective of individuals. Important things, right? Literally important things. Like, oh, I don't know, the nature of consciousness, okay? Like, how about this, what we're going to talk about tonight? What happens when you die? All right. Things like this. Okay. There are hugely important questions that I think people need to consider uh, just as at least in the periphery, right? Just in uh, like, like give it some thought. All right. I think, uh, as as being people, right? We all have this journey, and it begins at birth. All right, but uh, 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 maybe not. Maybe not. We'll get into that as we go tonight. But right, let's just say, in generic terms, this human journey begins at our birth. All right, and it ends when we pass away. Okay. However, is it as simple as that? All right, and that's what this is all about. Because I don't think it's that simple. Uh, and there are a lot of things to consider with this and not even talking about, well, which we'll get into some of this tonight, maybe quantum immortality, maybe string theory, maybe some things that exist in physics currently that we have no idea what's going on, right? We can observe these things and we can point them out and say, well, this, that, or the other thing. But why? Why is this stuff happening? And if we exist at a quantum level, which we do, does our energy persist? after we die. You see? Now that's a question, isn't it? Now that's a big question. That's probably one of the largest questions you can ask. And I'm not asking you. I mean, I am. But I'm also asking myself. Because I think that's what this is about. This is about challenging ourselves. This is about maybe trying to move past whatever dogmatic programming we've had. Uh, not that, again, like I said, I respect religious people. I think that uh, we need all kinds of people in this world. You're allowed to believe what you want to believe, all right? I truly believe that 100%, and we have the right to be wrong, okay? Well, point being, before I even get into all the rest of that, is this. Like I said, this is a two-way conversation. There are a lot of things here that we can think about and we can talk about as people, and that's what's going on. And if you want to be part of the show tonight, we are, like I said, streaming on Rockfin, DLive, YouTube, and Twitter, and we are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. And if you want to be part of the show tonight, 702-957-1037, that's 702-957-1037. You can click the Discord link at troubledminds.org. That's the official website for the show. Find all the stuff there. You can find all kinds of things there, right? You can find the, the podcast links, and uh, uh, the, the, we're streaming right on the webpage itself, as a matter of fact. I mean, you, basically, go there. You're looking for Troubled Minds. We have a website, troubledminds.org. Go there, all right? Want to be part of the show? 702-957-1037. The phone number and the Discord link is there. Join the Discord. Uh, It's a chat client, a voice client. Discord's an amazing thing. It's free, and we don't get paid to say that. It's just an amazing thing. Go check it out. Free if you have, as long as you have an internet connection, it works. It's free and it's amazing. All right, there you go. And uh, so we're taking your phone calls both uh, with the phone number and with Discord because uh, internationally, again, Discord you can call anywhere in the world and not have a, a, any sort of toll call, right? Which is again like so archaic in this day and age. But hey, you know, uh, telecom's got a telecom if you know what I'm saying. But okay, so let let us continue, shall we? Now let's get back to this. 
Now, let's get back to what's on my mind tonight. Now, it is October, as everybody knows, October 11th, as I said. And so we are slowly and surely marching marching inexorably toward Halloween. And so we're going to be doing spooky stuff. It's what we're going to do. Thursday, we've got scheduled to talk about portals and doorways and uh, things like this, uh, uh, why ghosts maybe pass through them. And we're going to be doing that with our good buddy, James of Salcedo Paranormal. That uh, Check him out on that podcast. Link is down below. You can find it. Just go down to the links and uh, his podcast is there. But uh, the thing is this, right? I started thinking in terms of um, just the larger questions. Like I, I like to do, I get so bored with just these these boring conversations that begin and they end. And it's like, again, only allowed with an, an acceptable range of, of takes, right? That's, that's politics. You can, you, once you go outside of that realm, then you're a terrorist, right? You're, you're a, you're a dissident. You're a this, that, the other thing. You're, you're all kinds of names, right? But I think that that's where the conversation actually lies. It's outside of the realms of acceptable opinion. All right. And so, and of course, what is acceptable opinion? And so tonight, uh, as I'm considering this and not just Halloween, like I stated, uh, you know, we've been talking about spirits and, you know, all kinds of weird stuff so far already. Right. We're talking about haunted houses. Uh, we talked about werewolves the other night, which was, I thought that was a pretty hot show. But I don't know. Like I said, it, it's hard to tell what you guys will be into. So I'm going to just talk about what I find fascinating. And tonight, this is what I find fascinating. Let's start here. Let's begin with this. And this thing goes a little something like this. This is from Anom alien, anom anom alien. I can never say this. A n o m a l i e n dot com, and I'm going to link it. As always, you guys know me. I like to uh, link my sources, so you know I'm not totally just making stuff up. I mean, it's cool and fine to just make stuff up, but as long as you're honest about it and be like, "All right, guys, I'm just kind of making this stuff up." Well, that's what it is, uh, so it's fine. But I'm not making this up. All right, I'm not making this up. But this got me thinking, right? I was trying to. I was actually sometimes Showtime comes comes super fast, and I'm like, "Oh, geez, what am I going to talk about tonight? What are we going to do?" Like we we do we just did robots we just did you know we just did ghosts we did we did this that and I'm like damn we it seems like we've covered all the things worth covering well not this time I think this time uh, we haven't talked about this ever directly and this is from that website that will go unnamed because I can't say it but the headline is this more importantly quantum physics suggests that death doesn't exist. And it is probably just an illusion, just an illusion. And so that's the weirdness here. And I'll read just a little bit of this article as we get into it. But uh, the larger question here that I want to bring up and that I want to consider is, uh, and again, like I said, uh, this should not be a question that goes through your brain on your deathbed, right? Maybe this is something that you should have uh, not figured out. I'm not so sure humans can actually figure this out, but at least some theories, right? At least some ideas. Well, anyway, the question tonight is this. What happens when you die? I think it's a nice segue as we march into Halloween, like I said, slowly and surely through the month of October. But, you know, you could take it all kinds of different ways. You could take it to uh, the spiritual realm. You could take it to uh, uh, string theory and quantum immortality. You could take it to a reincarnative state, all right, where when you pass... You're prepped, your soul is debriefed, as it were, cleansed and sent back, uh, sent back to, to do battle in the world for in the fight of good and evil. Who knows, right? And this is what I'm saying. There's so many theories out there that are just 
all over the place, uh, taken in terms of simulation in the matrix. So uh, are you returned to the source code? Your, your code is updated, and then you're placed right back into the simulation itself. You tell me. I don't know. There's a, there's a thousand ways to go with this and a lot of great ideas, but this one right here has got me thinking. Since the beginning of time, this is straight from the article, man has questioned what happens after death. Of course, there are a variety of typical answers to this question, but scientists may have just added an infinite number of other possibilities just to shake things up. According to Robert Lanza, MD, death is actually a door to an endless number of universes. Furthermore, during our life, Lanza asserts that anything that possibly can happen is happening in some universe. He continues to explain that death does not exist in these scenarios since all of these possibilities are taking place at the same time. The only reason we associate our consciousness with our physical body is due to energy operating around in our brains. In his book entitled Biocentrism, How Life and Consciousness Are the Keys to Understanding the Nature of the Universe, he has stirred up quite a bit of controversy on the internet, as his theory regarding everlasting life is quite a bit different than the typical theories surrounding life and death. And interesting. I think that's what got my, my mind aflame tonight, as I thought, well, I guess that's, one, that's probably one of the largest questions you can ask of a human being, right? Yeah, humans are, again, locked in a state of perpetual birth and death. It's the cycle. It's what we deal with. It's part of the human condition. But think of it in terms of this. Is it possible that death is merely an illusion? And as a result of that, Let's bring string theory into the equation, which is part of what he's saying here, is that the energy of our consciousness exists in multiple universes at the same time. As far as I understand it, if I'm explaining this poorly, somebody else is more than welcome to uh, set me straight, which is why we do it in, a, in this open format. Because like I said, I don't know everything. It's impossible for me to know everything. Okay, I'm just a human person, just like you. All right. But uh, it doesn't mean that we can't ask some of the biggest questions that have ever been asked. And that's what this show is really about. I, I always like to call this the great conversation. And I believe that's the truth. And that there are some things that we should consider and, and think about before, uh, before the test, let's say. Uh, no, no need to bring a cheat sheet if you've uh, already done your research and uh, uh, pondered the possibilities. And you know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to clarify there. So I don't know. Uh, some people have said death itself is a celebration and should be celebrated as some passing on into another realm. And sometimes uh, in regular theological, literal terms, that would be a passing into heaven, right? A passing into whatever comes next, a beautiful place, all right? Assuming you've done the right things in life. Uh, well, of course, then the opposite of that would be uh, the eternal lake of fire and torment. So I don't know. You tell me. I, that's the question here. And again, that's just theological terms. I'm just throwing it out for sake of a conversation here. I don't think it's either one of those, to be honest. Uh, but also, I don't know what I do think. And so that's part of why we do this and kind of get together and talk about some strange things. Because uh, as, as usual, I always reserve the right to change my mind about anything at any time. 
And uh, I'm always trying to learn more to form uh, a solid opinion about the world we live in. And that's it. Simple as that. And again, if you guys have a, have a take on this, if you guys, again, all theories are welcome. We're not trying to uh, keep it, again, keep the range of conversation within an acceptable bound. That's boring. Completely boring. Because it's controlled. It's measured. It's actually even fed you answers beforehand when you have a controlled conversation. I'm not trying to do that. I want to know what you think with or with it, with it or within the or without those boundaries. That's what I want to think. I, oh, sorry. I <laughs> see what I'm doing to myself. Talking myself in circles now. But you get what I'm saying. I want to know what you think regardless of what somebody else has told you about this. Not what your pastor told you. Not what your parents told you. Not what your brother, your sister, your mate, your husband, your this, that, the other. I, not what your wife has told you. Brother, sister, whatever. No. What do you think? And that's what I mean. What do you think? I don't want to know what Nancy Pelosi or Mitch McConnell told you. I don't care about that. I want to know what you believe yourself in your own heart. What happens when we die? That's the question. That's what's on my mind tonight. Like I said, I know it's a little bit heavy, but I don't think it has to be in terms of depressing heavy. I think it can be, like, like many have stated, uh, a celebration of sorts. Uh, this sort of uh, passing, this sort of moving on to the next realm, uh, whatever it happens to be. What's going on, guys? And uh, I'll see you in the chat. Thanks for showing up. Thanks for saying hi. Uh, but that's what's going on. I don't know. So you guys tell me, as always, right, uh, taking your phone calls on this. And there, there's, I got the book. I got the whole book. This guy's got the whole damn book here. I, I got a link. It's down below. Apparently, you can just get it. I mean, it's, I didn't have to buy it or anything. You just log into academia.edu, and there it is. And uh, it's, it's about the... Uh, this this exact book that I'm talking about, and which is pretty cool, right? When you academics, uh, you can log in and just get the <laughs> get get the uh, the, the get the deets, read read the things. Um, so so pretty amazing. Anyway, so back just back to square this up. What's going on? Is this quantum physics suggests that death doesn't exist and and is probably just an illusion, just an illusion. Life is but a dream, as it were. And so that's the question tonight. What do you believe about this? And uh, do you think that uh, this is something we should think about? This is something we should talk about. Do you think that uh, I've just crossed a line this time? Michael Strange, you've crossed a line this time. This is just a conversation that should not be had. That's okay. I'm all right if you believe that. Because guess what? That's what we do. I think as good human beings, we cross lines. All right? But crossing lines, in some cases, doesn't mean breaking the rules. It means reaching across lines to make friends. It means cre- reaching across these lines, these verboten lines, to expand your own consciousness, to know that there are other people out there in this world that are like you, that question things, that look up to the sky and wonder, how big is it out there? How far does this go? And I think that's what's going on. And uh, like I said, as always, uh, looking for feedback, looking for your guys' thoughts on this and all the rest of these things. And if you want to be part of the show, one more time, 702-957-1037. So again, right, uh, just just going to cut through some theories here so you guys have an idea of uh, the scope. Like I said, the scope is this. What happens when we die? You know, we've heard uh, the trope, uh, the, let's call it the Halloween trope, uh, you know, Carol Ann, stay away from the light. Anybody remember that from Poltergeist, right? So what happens? What about, let's throw this into the mix. What about a near-death experience, all right? What about that? People have gone and had, let's say they drowned, 
all right? And they were like flatline dead for like 45 minutes. And then they miraculously spit up some water and they come back, all right? And many of these cases where this has happened, where their heart is stopped, whatever happens, and they come back from this state of death, many describe seeing a light. And in some cases, even being beckoned into the light. So I'm curious about that. I looked a, looked a little bit into that, but I, I'm, I'm wondering about your thoughts. Is that a trap? We've talked about this before. Is it something that uh, is a benevolent light? Is it a trick? Is it the pathway to the source? The in- reincarnation tunnel, as it were. I don't know. Like I said, I don't have any of the answers here. Literally zero of these answers. But I do love asking those questions. So that's what's on deck tonight. That's what we're doing. That's what we're thinking about. And why the hell not? Like I said, every time everybody else zigs, we zag. And so people may be talking about spirits and Halloween and all the rest of this stuff. And we could do that too tonight. But that's not going to be the premise. The premise is going to be inside or outside the bounds of discussion. It all goes. But the question is this. What happens when you die? Is there a way back? Is there a way forward? Does our energy persist on a quantum level through quantum immortality? Or do you think it's all a recycling program on a scale unparalleled in human history? You tell me. I don't know. Like I said... This is not the answer show. This is the question show. We're going to keep asking questions. If you want to be part of it, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. We're talking about what happens when you die. Taking all comers and all thoughts. This is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. Don't go anywhere. More after the break. time to start firing up the grill from city to shore acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season download the acme app the shop for this season's essentials any way you want open the acme app clip your deals then order your items online an experienced acme associate will carefully select your groceries bag your order and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. 
It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. All right, welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and tonight we're talking about what happens when you die. We're streaming on Rockfin, DLive, YouTube, and Twitter. We're broadcasting live on the Fringe FM, and we're taking your phone calls. What are your thoughts on this? Has anything changed over, I don't know, say 10,000 or 20,000 or 30,000 years in humanity with death? Or is it all the same? Do we recycle? Do we live forever through quantum immortality? Is it religious in scope, or is it not at all? Like I said, I don't know the answers here, and I don't presume to, but I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. What do you think? One more time, if you want to be part of the show, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. You can click the Discord link at troubledminds.org, and uh, that's the official website. And the Discord is there, and the phone number is there. You can find everything you need right there on the website itself. Okay, let's uh, let's let's keep on trucking with this a little bit. Like James, James is always the first one to jump into the pool here. And there's a lot to think about, uh, very Halloween-y style, uh, kind of in, in just in terms of what happens when you die. And, 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 you know, like I said, it seems like a simple thing. It seems like one of the most basic questions, except it isn't. It's not at all. Uh, you, you, you know, there's, there's some people that believe simply, again, like I said, in that religious dogmatic version of, well, we have, uh, you know, there's, there's, you, you be good in life and then you get, uh, you know, uh, celestial rewards as it were. Okay. Well, what if it's not the case at all? What if you never die? What if this quantum state of immortality exists and persists through string theory? Meaning there's not just one of you, there are infinite of you and you're all connected You're all connected through quantum entanglement and your soul, as it were, your spirit, whatever it is that makes you yourself exists in a state of everywhere, all at the same time. You ask, uh, I'm asking you that. Do you believe that? Do you believe that in this quantum immortality bit? Do you believe that quantum physics suggests that death doesn't exist and it is probably just an illusion? which, of course, is the premise tonight. And just a way to start a great conversation here. And uh, lots of ways to take this. However you want to take this, uh, we will take this. You guys know uh, the conversation kind of goes where you want it to go. So let us begin, shall we? Let's go to Joe in Florida right after the phone number, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. We'll put you on the show, troubledminds.org. And let's go to Joe. Joe in Florida, what's up, my man? How are you tonight? How's everybody doing? Uh, A-OK. I can speak for myself, but I'll send goodwill to all mankind. <laughs> go ahead, my man. Go ahead. <laughs> that's all we can do. That's all we can do. There you uh, go. That's all we can do. Mankind and womankind. All however kind. you might. All, all the aliens and hybrids. Every, <laughs> yeah, go, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, so, so, every, so we have an expert. Well, I, by identify as a, I, I, I identify as an angry funeral director. And you would think, <laughs> with all the people I see dead, 
maybe one of them would give me a wink, but I don't know. Uh, so life after death, yeah, there's something to it. Uh, physical evidence, wasn't there a study that uh, when the body dies, it weighs a little bit less? Um, yes. Uh, I don't know if that was, there was a study for that. Yes. Uh, I, I believe it's been... Um debunked as it were. But so the initial study was something about that the soul had a weight to it. I can't remember what the actual weight was. Uh, so many ounces. There's a movie that was made. But uh, that that when you passed away, the weight of your body actually changed exactly to the weight of a, a human soul as your soul disappeared from the body. But yes, I know what you're talking about. Did not know that was debunked. Just remember hearing about it. Well, and since I don't ambulance, since I don't ambulance, ambulance chase, I'm out there at the minute somebody dies um, to find out. But um, you know, it's an interesting topic. I wonder if when people are re- when you hear people that are reincarnated and they're remembering past lives, there's got to be something to that. You know, uh, you know, maybe once or twice you could you could say it doesn't exist. But it seems to happen, not that it's consistent, but the cases that do happen, you, you kind of wonder where this is coming from. Well, exactly. Can you still and, hear me? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm trying, trying to process here because, uh, it's, like I said, it's, it seems a simple question, but the, the answers and the theories here are not simple at all. Um, though I, I do like that you're, an, you're basically an expert, right, Joe? I mean... You know, I would not say that I'm an expert in, any, in anything. <laughs> okay, all right. All right. Uh, especially after the day I've had today. Okay, all right. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, well, well, I don't know. Well, sorry, go ahead. Continue. So, well, uh, I don't want to... No, but, but, you know, I have seen, you know, like I've, I've said ghost stories before in the past. I've seen things, felt them, hear them, you know, um, things that you kind of, you know the hair stands on the back of your head. You know the back of your head. Um, sometimes you smell a smell. I think we've all talked about that. You know, if if the universe is math and math is universal, as far as we know, the laws are universal. Two plus two is four here. Two plus two is the same someplace else. So everything is based on math, and the math bears it out. So maybe we do come back. You know, energy can't be created or destroyed. So if the energy that's in this universe is maybe finite, then maybe we are recycled. Yeah. You know, so- the thing that makes me wonder is, well, when we die, are we going to see aliens? Are we going to see other species, you know, waiting in purgatory or wherever you want to go wait? You know, so... That's kind of, and I never hear about people coming back and describing other things. Uh, I don't know if I've told you, I did have a story uh, recently. This woman that actually has come to see me twice in the last two months because her boyfriend died and her mother died. And her brother had uh, a near-death experience. So, and I talked to the guy and he seemed off, like, without, he was very deadpan. And most of the time, I can read people in the room, you know, how they're going to be, if they're going to complain about the price, you know, if they're going to argue about who's getting what portion of the ashes, you know, I can usually 
be a pretty good gauge of that. And I had a guy to come in and come in really read them. And, you know, he asked me a question, like, how do you justify your costs? And I answered everything. And he left and his sister stayed behind. And she told me, she's like, let me apologize. She goes, he was dead for, like, one thing she said, like, 40 minutes. She was an ER nurse. The guy had a heart attack. Um, she kept doing CPR. The ambulance came. They took him to the hospital. She knew the ER doctors because she was an ER nurse. They were going to call it. They hit him with the paddle one last time. He came back. He came back to life. And he apparently spoke to the family. He said he saw the family. He saw everybody that was dead. He brought back details and everything. So, who are we to judge? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's pretty wild. And that's what I mean, right? That's, that's why... Uh, sort of when you open up uh, an open forum like this and, and ask, uh, who, maybe people have had near-death experiences and can give you maybe that expert insight, right? And th- that would be a true expert, right? Somebody who maybe towed the line, dipped their feet in the light, as it were, and were able to come back, um, which, uh, again, uh, so much to, to derive from an experience like that. Again, you know, some people would just say that it's, you know, the brain kind of uh, doing its thing, right? Going through the motions of uh, passing on. Uh, but I don't know. I'm not so sure, right? Like, um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so, your, so your thoughts on that? Uh, on uh, do you have a theory on, on uh, this quantum immortality? Again, uh, I like how you said the finite. Uh, if energy is finite in the universe, it would make sense that as souls depart, they are recycled somehow uh, and brought back. Um, but then it would also mean that, uh, well, I guess it's pro- it's probably human centric to argue that that means that we'd have like a fixed population forever. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> I'll bet you there's a whole lot more energy in the universe than just just people, right? But uh, I don't know. So so so, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that we do come back in some capacity, or do you think uh, maybe we just live on in another experience, another dimension, uh, just uh, maybe one tiny slice of us, like a one particle uh, out of like the the billions of possibilities, kind of passes away and maybe gets recycled into a, a back into the hole. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think about this, man? Theories? I, well, you know, uh, to bring up a show, if anybody watched um, uh, Picard, the show Picard, the first, uh, the first season of the new Picard, like it's just called Picard. And if I could venture out, the android that was in the show, they died in one of the movies. Apparently, one of his neurons survived, and just because that one little neuron survived, all his memories survived. And he was somehow in limbo until he actually finally killed him off. I don't know. But they were able to create like a likeness from him and keep his memory. You know, it wasn't that it was brain centric, it was just a part of him. Like, uh, like cell memory, if you know that makes any sense. That's so I don't wild. know. I like to think that if we are in a matrix and it was created by some super intelligence, maybe we are just like them because there are errors in the code that are self-correcting. You know, it's just that maybe that person or thing that did it is just a little bit smarter than we are, and we're just kind of crawling along like sea monkeys. And this thing's watching us to see how it works and how it's firm in A, how reality A, reality B, reality C, and all those realities might play out. You know? 
um, that could be it. I mean, as far as finite, yeah, it could be split. Yeah, maybe we're lower version. Maybe we're lower versions of energy of ourselves splitting up. Maybe that's why we can't use all our brain. I don't know. Ah, interesting. Because interesting each time thought. we get split, each time we get split, the frequency is lower. And you hear there's a lot of people on here, whether I ascribe to their theory or not. I'm sure there's plenty of people here that have better insight on this than I do. But you when you hear about frequency and vibration, you know, are we moving towards, like you said yesterday, singularity? Should our frequency be higher? If our frequency gets lower, doesn't it muddy the waters? Look what's happening now. Look at the residents. Look at the country. Look at the world. Does that play out into other realities? It doesn't even matter because it's all we are. It's only our reality that we see in front of us. You know, to guess about anything else is just any other guess. Yeah, well, uh, I dig so, it. I think I think that's probably, in my opinion, that's how we should be thinking here. Considering, uh, like, there's so much we don't even know about the world we live in. Everything seems so, you know, binary with you. you the switch is on, the switch is off, type of thing. That, that seems so simple, you know. Considering uh, what uh, luminous beings are we, right? As Yoda would say, uh, it seems like it's a. Yep. It, it doesn't have to be as simple as just a light switch going off. Um, uh, yeah, crazy stuff. I don't know. I like the idea of the brain. Maybe that's why we don't use uh, most of our brain because it's being used in other uh, to to kind of uh, maybe connect other realms with ourselves. And so it's kind of like a passive thing happening to, just to connect all the different versions of us and the different uh, different realities. I love it, man. That's a fantastic idea. I just hope when I come back, I don't have my bills. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I agree with you. Let's uh, let's let's find a way of uh, what would you call it? Um, uh, cos- well, cosmic. I don't know my matrix. We should call it. Well, we should call it our matrix wish. Matrix wish. So I think my matrix wish would be put me back as a strip club manager. That's about it. Of course, you're going to come back as a dung beetle because that's the way it works. Because you never get what you want, do you? (laughs) (laughs) Joe, you're amazing, my Uh, brother. Have a good night, guys. (laughs) I appreciate it. Anything else? Anything else? You can't just run off like that. No, that's it. Well, you know what, man? I broke the ice. Somebody else to call in smarter than me. I appreciate it, brother. Thank you so much. Joe in Florida, uh, have, a, have a great night. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks, bro. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. There you go. There you go. Easy as that. You want to give us a call, 702-957-1037. Phone number's up right there on the stream. You can also find the phone number at troubledwines.org. Click the Discord link, and we'll put you in there as well. And uh, I don't know. I think, uh, I think really all this is about is uh, just some really large questions. And, of course... Uh, with a with a large question like in scope, uh, I think large answers are okay, and I don't know is okay. I, th- I think that's probably one of the biggest problems with uh, with the world anymore is n- nobody can say I don't know anymore, right? Everything everybody has to know. Everybody thinks they know every step of the way. You have to be so damn sure of yourself, right? I know, I know, I know, I know. Such and such said this. This YouTube video said that. I read this book that was this, right? And I know it's all we can do as humans is trying to put together a, a whole bunch of this into one package, which is us, right? But uh, it doesn't mean you know anything. It doesn't mean we know anything. And I think that's the uh, that's the, the most amazing part about uh, discussions like this. Yeah, fantastic call, Joe. Thank you so much. Like I said, if anybody's an expert, uh, he's a funeral director. Uh, he's probably seen it all in that regard. He's, he's got ghost stories. He's Like you said, he's had talked to people that have come back from the dead. Uh, and yeah, uh, well, 
that's that's way more than i ever have so so yeah uh, that's that's amazing good good call i uh, appreciate it joe uh looking to hear from the rest of you guys what what do you think what is going on with this so the premise tonight is this scientist concludes death does not exist it's just an illusion so is life but a dream is life but a dream it's called faith mike the knowing that is well there's also faith in many many things so i'm not talking about religious faith in this in this consequence i'm talking about uh faith in the political body right i'm talking about faith in the government i'm talking about faith in humanity i'm talking about there's faith so many other ways that are not just the biggest right the biggest questions and the biggest answers Uh, and and again like the binary switch goes on or switch goes off i think it's probably quite a bit better than that uh, at least the conversation is for sure so so anyway uh, what do you guys think is this true uh, so, an American researcher postulates that death is an illusion created by our conscious. Uh, so, when a person dies, life does not end. And so, it goes a little something like this. The new scientific theory suggests that physical death is not the terminal event that we think. It is only the change to a different level of existence. And um, that's, that's, that's where the conversation begins tonight. And we can, wide-ranging, like I said, religious or not, it's okay. I'm not anti-religious. I know so much of the world just craps on religion all the time, which I think is unnecessary because I think we need lots of people with individual thoughts and ideas to make make to real diversity, by the way, real diversity, diversity of thought. Can you imagine, right? That's what diversity should be. And it's not, well, because of course we boil everything down to the most grotesque versions because, well, that's what humans do. But uh, okay, so we're talking about life, uh, not life after death. What happens when you die? Is this, uh, is this theory solid here with uh, death does not, does not exist, it's just an illusion? Well, there's a whole book written about it, and some scientists think they have an idea. And, uh, well, we had some great ideas from Joe as well. So one more time, 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link at troubledminds.org. We'll put you on the show. Let's go to Robert in Pennsylvania. What's up, Robert? How are you, my friend? Welcome to the show tonight. Oh, I'm fine. How are you? Ah, doing very well. Happy Monday. I'm sure you have some thoughts on the matter, don't you? Oh, I, I, I'm well-versed in all this. Um, so let's take, it from, let's take it by steps. What's happening when you're on death's door, okay? The first thing that happens for most people, from, as a matter of fact, almost all, all right, is they find themselves floating above their body, looking at their body, and they are so, and, and, and so detached, all right, that they actually, in their minds, think, you know, that's just a, a meat container, all right? Um, then what, there's no fear. I mean, I mean, that doesn't happen, right? There's no fear. There's no scare or whatever uh, because you're already in the spirit, all right? Uh, the next thing, the next step is you find yourself in a, completely dark environment, absolutely pitch black, all right? There's no fear there either. There's a kind of peace involved in that, when, when you're in that. And then in a the distance, a little white dot will appear, and it expands and expands and expands, and it's so bright, it's brighter than 100 suns, uh, you know, to use some kind of analogy, all right? If it was physical-wise looking at that, it would make you blind. All right, but there's no problem in seeing that in that in that spirit uh, body. All right. Uh, the next thing you know, you're going through a 
tunnel, a tunnel of light. It's it's like it's that light, and you're going like a thousand miles an hour through that tunnel. What's what you're going to see when you get there? All right, is you're going to see your dead relatives. All right, uh, you're going to see people you don't even know, but you do know. You've known them all your multiple lives. All right, you'll see people that you knew in a previous existence. You'll see people that you're going to know in a future existence. You'll see people who are still alive, like uh, let's say uh, uh, you have a sister or you have a brother, all right, and, and they're still alive. They'll be there to greet you too, all right, uh, because it's all happening at once to begin with. And so, you know, and, and, and this whole business of physical reality is an illusion, all right. And then you're going to have... Uh, a, it's almost like watching a movie of your life. All right, you're going to have a a, a life reveal. Um, that's not what it's called. I'm trying to remember what it's called. But it, you're you're going to go through from the day you were conceived, from the moment you were conceived up until the point of when you crossed over. All right, an evaluation. All right, there's no judgment, absolutely none. You could have been Hitler, all right, and it, and and there's no judgment, all right, uh, and then you have a choice to make whether or not you want to continue on, all right, or you want to leave. But before you make that choice, you'll you'll see a couple of doors that will open, all right, and there'll be people, you know. I guess guides, uh, that's what the literature talks about. <laughs> Excuse me. Guides, guides uh, are, are, who are sitting around a table, elders, whatever, and, and, and they're going to um, give you a choice between staying or going back. You always have that choice, and you make that choice before you even leave your body. All right, let's say you're in a car accident. You're about to be in a car accident. All right, you've already left your body before, before that happens, all right? And you're making a choice of whether that, that crash is going to be enough to force you into the realm of the dead or going to be not as severe, not so severe that you can't come back. Or right, let's say you're, 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 you're going through cancer or whatever and you're in a hospice. All right, and you're going to make a decision of whether or not to have those hospice workers euthanize you. All right, that's a choice you make before you pass away. I mean, your your spirit has already left your body previously and <laughs> made that decision. So, if they do, if you do order the euthanasia, it's irreversible. But you've already made that decision. I'm trying not to make this so complicated. I'm just trying to make it clear. You always have a choice whether to pass permanently over or come back. I see. Now, okay. nobody knows anybody. Nobody knows anybody that's gone completely to the end of this journey. All right, because they don't come back. So we don't know beyond that what what occurs. Um. I, you know, I, I think you spend some time there. I mean, it's supposed to be beautiful. It's supposed to be colors that 
colors and things that, and music that that are um, impossible to describe in, in, in English words or any kind of language. Uh, colors you never seen. All right, it's beautiful. It's peaceful. It's joy. Uh, there's no pain. That's all that stuff. All right, but you always are going to wind up making a choice, deciding where you know to come back, because you know part of what this is all about is you're deciding who your parents are going to be, all right, and what you're going to experience, because that's what this whole circle of life is all about. You're deciding what challenges you're going to have in the, in, in, the, in the next life. And, and there's no guarantee that you'll overcome them, those challenges, but you're taking it on. And everybody that does this are considered heroic in that, in that world. I, I, I'm, I'm going to use world or, or whatever that, that's called there. Hey, Robert, we got to take a break. You want to hang on and come back after? Okay, I'm going to put you on hold. We'll be right back with you, Robert. Thanks for the fantastic call. Good stuff as always. This is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. We're talking about what happens when you die. Don't go anywhere. More after the break. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. We are talking about the alien abduction phenomenon. The aliens are are looking through your eyes and they're accessing your optic nerve. I'm doing that. Through that optic nerve, they're transferring to your brain. Broadcasting live from a secret bunker just off the extraterrestrial highway. Somewhere in the desert sands outside of Las Vegas. Somewhere in space-time, loosely labeled Generation X on planet Earth. 
asking questions of you in earnest into the digital darkness. All right, good evening and welcome to Troubled Minds Radio. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and we are live. We're streaming on Rock Band, D-Live, YouTube, and Twitter. We are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM, and we're taking your phone calls tonight. If you want to be part of the show, the number to call is 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And we'll put you on the show. It is as simple as that. And the discussion tonight revolves around this. What happens when we die? Quantum physics suggests that death doesn't exist, and it is probably just an illusion. What do you think? We've got Robert on the phone, so let's waste no time, and let's get right back to Robert, and let's find out the rest of his theory here. Thank you, Robert, for being patient with the commercial break there, and welcome back to the show. All right. Um, like I said, um, nobody we've never heard from anybody that's ever gone all the way because they don't come back. But there are tons and tons of people who have experienced an out of, you know, a, 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 um, near death, right? Near death experience? An out of body, near death experience. Thank you very much. Uh, it's late for me. I'm on the East Coast, so I get a little bit foggy in the brain. Um, and I'll bet plenty of dollars. I'll, I'll bet you a $10 tip all right, that all right. there are people listening to this show tonight who have experienced the near-death, had the near-death experience, and I would hope they would call in and, and, and talk about what they experienced. Um, but is, is it all right if I talk a little bit more about the, the life review of course, of course. So just uh, just as a recap, so you were describing what happens from uh, anecdotal accounts, right? From Was this from a book? Where are you getting this information from? I have, of course, my information comes from reading a lot of books about this. Okay, okay. Throughout my life. Okay. Right? Um, uh, uh, that's why I say I'm well versed in this. Gotcha. Right? Uh, so, so just to clarify, but, but it's okay. Strike. That's okay. I want to make sure that if you it was coming from a particular book, I want you to be able to share it so other people could uh, could could catch up. Right. That's all. So, but go ahead. So, so you were kind of discussing like when you pass away, uh, there's darkness, there's light, and then you you meet uh, friends, uh, family members, current, past, even future uh, entities that uh, you don't know in this life, but you may know in the next life or following. And then you said there's some sort of life review, just as a recap, but then go right ahead with that thought. Okay. Um, what's important, though, in all my studies of this, I, I'm, I'm hearing myself. Okay, I'll try and fix what's that. What's important, though, in all my studies of this is that it's the consistency. All right? You can't have, you know, all these people relating their near-death experience, all right, and everything is almost the same, all right? There's always going to be a few charlatans, all right, but you can't, you can't possibly believe that a mass of people are all charlatans. So you have to accept what they're telling you, all right, what, the, what they went through, and it's always classic, just like when I went through those steps earlier. Now, the, 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 the life review is for a reason. It's not to judge you because there is no judgment. 
but it's to, like, for example, it's to make you feel the, the pain or the sorrow or the emotional turmoil of somebody you hurt. It might be even something you forgot about. Let's say you, you, you were nasty to a, to a fat girl, all right, and you said something cruel to her. You may have forgotten it maybe when you were a teenager and you were an idiot, all right? You'll feel that, and you'll, and, you'll feel, and you'll feel regret for it, but you won't even judge yourself, all right? But they'll also show you things where you, you, you came into somebody's life, you may have said something or done something that actually positively changed the course of their lives, all right? You'll go through all of them, all right? That's the life review, and it's like... It's like I said, it's like a huge movie screen. You're actually sitting there, and you're watching this just like you would in the theater. It's a big screen, you know. That story I wrote years, you know, years ago, um, in that book that you that I that I wrote, uh, uh, creation. That story, creation. I, I deal with that, but that's what you go. You go through the life review. And then you have a choice. Then, then you go through those doors and you have a choice whether to go back or not. You've already made that choice before the incident happened that brought you to the point of a, of a near-death experience to begin with. All right? Um, so we can always make that choice. We don't have to, you know, only when we're ready to. But the, but the temptation, the temptation to continue on is overwhelming. Because it is, it is like, you know, let's use a cliche, heaven and earth, right? There's no pain. There's nothing but total love. Uh, you, you know, you feel like you're home, all right? And, it, and, it's, and it's, you know, it's, it's a magnet to where even if you have children you're leaving behind, you have to really think about what, you know, whether you really want to go back or not, all right? That, it's, it's, that's what it's like. All right, I'm trying not to, to get diverted into different paths here. I'm trying to make it smooth, and it's impossible. All right? So um, the easiest way is for you to turn into an interviewer and ask me some questions that maybe you have <laughs> that I may be able to supply some answers to. I can do that. I can do that. Okay, so, so now this is the thing. So you're describing this life review as not a judgment, more of a situation where uh, you are experiencing uh, the pain, the anguish, even the highs and the lows uh, as sort of not a judgment situation, but more of a chance for you to give yourself your own grade, right? It's kind of turned back on yourself. So then what happens after that? Is it, do you believe that we end up uh, with some sort of reincarnation cycle? Uh, again, is this like the digital thing? You go back to the source for a recycling moment. Uh, maybe to uh, change or become something else, like uh, like I was joking with uh, with uh, Joe there. He's going to come back as a dung beetle, uh, something like this. What what do you think happens after that point? Well, for one thing, you don't have to go back into a new life. All right, that that, that that's always your choice. All right, you can take some time to spend, and believe me, time's an illusion. So we're, we're talking time here. We're it, it doesn't exist. In, but for the sake, all right, you can spend some time in the afterlife just to to relax, you know, deprogram, um, you know, enjoy it all. But eventually we all have to do this. We all make up our minds because that's what we're for, all right? 
there is a there is this. I, I hate to use the word God, all right, uh, but there is this ultimate entity that speaks to you. You know, when you're really near the the the, the, the point where you have to make a decision whether to come back or or go on, all right. But what's interesting about it is, you know, it's total love. You know, no judgment. You know, you feel like you're in the presence of the of the greatest. Uh, creative spirit there ever was, but what's con- what contradicts that is that that entity, whatever that is, actually feels beholden to us for having created it. All right, and <clears throat> but anyway, I'm getting off track. You're talking about yes, we go back if you know, but we don't have to go back right away. A lot, a lot of people do make the choice to go back right away because that's the challenge. Because what are, it's 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 what elevates our soul, helps our souls evolve, so that we, I guess, somehow could um, merge with uh, that godlike um, um, thing. I, I I don't can't think of a of a of a less cruder word, uh, you know, uh, but whatever that thing is, entity that. So that we can, all right, entity that we merge with. But that entity insists that we created it. All right, that's what puzzles me all to heck and back. All right, you know, we were here before he, the entity was here. All right. Um, so anyway, yeah, uh, but we choose who our parents are going to be in the next life. By the way, all these lives are happening at one time. Simultaneous to begin with, so when you're having a near-death experience, you can also you're also experiencing your this particular life of you, but you're also able to see your past lives and your future lives. So you're you know you're going to go there. You know if you have a future life, and, and again, time is an illusion. I'm just using that to because I don't know how else to not do it. All right, but you're going to go back. And you're gonna, but you're gonna pick your challenges. Part of that is picking your parents. Let's say you want to be born poor, and, and and try to overcome that challenge. Well, you're gonna pick parents who's gonna make sure that you are. All right. Uh, maybe you want, you know, you want to. Nobody picks a challenge like I want to be born Bill Gates. <laughs> All right, but somebody did. Somebody picked Bill Gates. Somebody picked, those people picked to be billionaires. The question I've got is what challenges are they trying to overcome? <laughs> you know, as, as, in that capacity. Uh, I'm, we're all considered very brave. We are all considered heroic. The very fact that we will voluntarily do this because it's awful. The The, the whole idea of being in a meat body and going through life is, you know, you have its ups and downs, but mostly it's a pain in the ass, all right? But we do it, and then we have our life review, and the cycle continues, 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 and it will go on forever. There's no end to it. There's no end to it. Next question, if you got one. Okay, so uh, good stuff. Is, uh, I, I guess, does it end? Is there an end to this? 
Can, can you choose to just maybe stay with the source or whatever this entity is and not come back? There is that choice there. Well, for and, one thing, since there's no time, there's no beginning and there's no end. All right? There's no middle. There's no beginning, middle, or end. It all, it all happens at once. <laughs> can I explain that? I mean, sure. Sure. That, that, that's physics. All right, they'll tell you that's the truth. That you know, there's that time's an illusion, and everything is happening at once. But also, you have multiple universes. There's, let's say, for one, you're 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 on a road, you're driving. Let's say you, you know you're coming back from your vacation in California. All right, but you're thinking, I think I'm going to turn off this road. I'm going to turn turn off this road and 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 get some so check out the scenery over there. I'm you know. There's another you on a parallel Earth that doesn't decide to make that turn. He decides, I'm tired, I'm going straight home. All right, so everything that's possible happens. All right, there, there's, there's many yous in the universe. <laughs> but that has, you see, I'm getting off on a tangent that has nothing <laughs> really relevant to do with what we're talking about. <laughs> It's a, right. it's complicated, but, isn't it? Um, it's, it's complicated. I think that's that. That's probably like I well, said. No, it, I, I don't begin to say. I don't begin to 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 put across that I am an authority on this. Now I'm just saying I'm well versed in this. All right, but there's still parts of it that just you know that aren't in the literature because nobody can. The only way you can know the absolute truth is to die permanently, <laughs> not come back, because nobody that goes all the way, comes back to talk about it. Now, what I'd like to do, I would like to get off this phone. <laughs> By the okay. way, this is my favorite subject. Okay, This nice. is my favorite subject. If you have more questions, I'm more willing to take your airtime, all right? But I would really like to, anybody that's listening out there that's had this experience, yeah, right, uh, to call you. Agreed. Talk about it. Agreed, 100%. One more thing. One more sure. thing. Sure, go ahead. One more thing. When you're, when you're in bed, when you're in bed, if you can experience on your own a separation of your soul from your body, you can take an astral trip. And a lot of people think that's complicated. It's not. I've done it. All right? What you need to do is you need to shut your brain down. You know how your brain is always thinking. One thought after another, it just, just cycles through there. And it's hard to relax your brain. There's an easy way to, to do that. And I'm going to give that piece of advice right now, and then I'm going to get off the phone. Okay. While you're lying there, okay. think to yourself, what is my next thought? That shuts off every other thought. Every other thought is shut off, and your mind will relax quickly, immediately. Right? And then you allow yourself, your body will relax, and, and you feel, and, you, and what you do is you, you start with your feet, and, and you feel, feel your feet relax, you know, they're relaxing, and you feel that sense of relaxation as it goes up your body, all the way up, through the neck, through the head, and through the mind's eye, all right? <laughs> Give it time, and you'll start to feel your uh, trembling. You're really not trembling, but you'll feel like there's, it's, the earth is shaking a little bit, all right? And just then, you'll pop out. And you'll find, of course, the first time might be scary, so you pop right back in. But the more you do this, the more you understand there's nothing to fear about that. Because you're experiencing that when you're doing that astral projection. You're seeing really what it's all about. All right? So try that. Simple routine. 
what is my next thought? That shuts the brain down, you know, gotcha. because you can't, you can't get more thoughts if it's waiting for the next one. Right. Right. So it's and, a, and relax yourself and try that. Okay. Yeah. A little mind so hack. Please, oh. anybody out there that's listening to Michael Strange and Troubled Minds, and you've experienced near any near death, you've had any near death experiences, please call in the show. I would really like to hear what you have to say about your experiences. And I'm sure Michael would like to hear that too. Agreed, 100%. Before I okay. let you go, real quick, I got a question. So I did state that, that the weight of the soul was debunked. I apologize for that. I'm kind of looking through things. And as usual, the, the, the usual Snopes and everybody else is debunking stuff. But, but there was, a, there was a, a, an actual experiment that was done that came to the conclusion that 21 grams is what a soul weighs. And you said it had not been debunked. Do you want to uh, address right. that? That was Duke University. That was Duke University. I think that was in the 40s. Okay. Duke University. Okay. Did that. They, they had very sensitive scales on the beds, and they weighed it. Um, to the best of my knowledge, nobody's ever debunked that. I mean, that's been in the literature for decades. Okay. Cool. Cool, cool. Just wanted to make sure uh, let you say that because I had said that and you uh, said it hadn't been. I wanted to let you say it on the air here. Uh, fantastic stuff. You were the man, Robert. Uh, always a pleasure to speak with you. Uh, thank you so much for calling. We'll get uh, Matt's going to call just after the break here. So he said he's going to call right after you. So we do have more people calling and uh, uh, fantastic insight as always, my friend. Thank you. And I hope somebody can call in with that experience. Thank you very much. Bye. All right. Have a great one. There you go. Robert in Pennsylvania. He's got a book called uh, Stories from a Fractured Mind. Check it out. Link is down below. A uh, friend of the show for a long time. He's been calling in and listening uh, pretty much every night. He's been very consistent and uh, been a big fan of Troubled Minds and spreading the word and being an advocate for us. So appreciate that very much. Um, so, all right. Th that's the question tonight, right? Uh, scientist concludes death does not exist. It's just an illusion. And uh, Robert had some good ideas here regarding what happens when we do pass. And, uh, but, you know, that's all good. That's all fine and well. Like he said, there's no way to know all the answers, but we do get uh, get together and uh, kind of share our ideas with each other, and that's what this is really all about. Uh, Mbole says this, an interesting thought, your heart weighed against a feather. And isn't that, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think that's like an old, isn't that the, what the Egyptians used to say? Something like that. And at the moment of judgment, uh, you come before, I can't remember if it was Set or whoever it was, uh, whoever the god of judgment was, that uh, weighed the heart against truth or whatever. It may, maybe it was something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Again, like I said, uh, lots of religious um, uh, ideas here, lots of religious thoughts and what this actually means. But, um, yeah, curious that uh, we end up uh, kind of uh, wondering what's going on with this stuff. I don't know. Like I said, some of the biggest questions out there are also some of the most fascinating conversations. Just it, it depends on where you begin and where you end, right? And I think a, a conversation like this just doesn't end. Yeah, there we go. The, the Egyptians believe that. There you go. I thought it was an Egyptian thing. The goddess Mat, M-A-A-T. Yeah, okay. All right. See, I knew, I knew there was something to it. Okay. So anyway, what we're doing tonight, guys, is we're discussing this idea. What happens when you die? All right. And so uh, there's some ideas, right? There's some religious ideas that go back to uh, the Egyptians, like we're discussing here in the chat there, uh, weighing your heart against a feather. Uh, there's some other ideas with uh, quantum immortality and that maybe our mind is, uh, as Joe was describing, we only use a certain portion of our mind because the rest of it is in tune with the rest of our consciousness that's happening all around the multiverse. And so there are different versions of us in different 
uh, universes, but we're all linked. And so that's why uh, that would mean, in, in effect, a quantum consciousness that never dies because uh, it's always part of something else that's go- ongoing, as uh, Robert also described, simultaneously with time. So I don't know. Uh, there's a lot here to think about, a lot to talk about as usual. But what are your thoughts on this? Uh, so again, just a, just a real quick to recap here where we began the night was this. Hey, uh, quantum physics suggests that death doesn't exist and is probably just an illusion. And here we go. So according to Robert Lanza, MD, death is actually a door to an endless number of universes. Furthermore, during our life, Lanza asserts that anything that possibly can happen is happening in some universe. And that's actually what Robert was saying there, that everything's happening, happening all at the same time. And all the different places, all the lifetimes are happening simultaneously. That's what uh, Robert Lanza here is saying as well. He continues to explain that death does not exist in these scenarios since all of these possibilities are taking place at the same time. The only reason we associate our consciousness with our physical body is due to energy operating in our brains. And uh, there we go. Yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, So he wrote a book called uh, entitled Biocentrism, How Life and Consciousness Are the Keys to Understanding the Nature of the Universe. And I've got a direct link to that here. I will uh, put it in the chat. The entire book is available for your perusal, which is pretty amazing. Some of the academics post their their work for free. And uh, that's what's going on tonight. That's what's on my mind. And like I said, sometimes these questions are really, really large. And that's okay. I think that... uh, we shouldn't expect to come to an answer, right? I mean, uh, that's that's probably the most fascinating conversation are the ones that don't have direct answers. Well, it doesn't stop me. We're going to do this anyway. If you want to be part of the show tonight, we're talking about what happens when you die and uh, taking all thoughts on this. If you want to be part of the show, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. This is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. Don't go anywhere. Your calls and more. After the break. Welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and we are talking about what happens when you die. We've got a quantum theory here that suggests this. Quantum physics suggests that death doesn't exist and is probably just an illusion. So as we stream on DLive, Rockfin, YouTube, and Twitter, and broadcast live on the Fringe FM, we're taking your phone calls and your thoughts on this. What do you think? What happens when you die? 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And we'll put you on the show. Easy as that. You can click the Discord link. And uh, actually, uh, Daryl, hang tight. We're going to go with Matt. He's been waiting uh, from, from the other caller. So uh, hang tight in there. We're going to go to Matt. Then we'll go to you, Daryl, just one moment. Let's go to Matt in California. Thanks for being patient with us, my friend. Welcome to the show. How are you tonight? Good. How are you doing, Mike? A okay, my man. Monday, Monday means nothing. Uh, as long as you have a good conversation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was listening to um, Robert, so it was it was good. So I didn't want to cut him off. Okay, no sweat, no sweat. Uh, so, so what are your uh, ideas on so anyways, this? Yeah. Um, so my personal beliefs, you know, I believe in the afterlife and the reincarnation, but I like listening to other people's takes too, because you know, I I'm not 100 percent right. 
And so um, th- there's that quote, I forget who it is, but he says, um, energy never is never created or destroyed. It's simply transformed. And I like that one because that kind of explains it really well. But, you know, everyone can have their own opinion and things. And I think, too, also is I think maybe it's supposed to be a mystery. Like, we could talk about it all day, but I think it's supposed to be a mystery because if you knew how or when you were going to die, like, you're like, you wouldn't, like, live your life. You would just be waiting for that time. Yeah, well, and I think I think that's part of the problem with people too is that uh, we we demand right we demand so many things of ourselves of the world and even of the universe and what that means is the answers and I'm with you man like I, I agree that there's there are some things I don't think we should ever know and I think that's part of why uh, some people this makes some people uncomfortable uh, this type of conversation because they they understand and realize that. No matter who you ask, like what Robert was saying, it's going to be charlatans out there, right? Selling you meteor juice and trying to, uh, you know, uh, get get the tithing or whatever's going on, right? Because because death, right? Mm-hmm. Death, death is coming. Death is on the way. Death is staring you in the eyeballs, right? But uh, it, it's not about that. It's not about dying. It's about living, isn't it? It's about a completely different thing. And so, you know, you can look at it one of two ways. And it's, uh, you know, we're all going to die for sure. But are you going to live in fear up to that point? I mean... I don't know. I don't think so. I think I think that's a waste of everybody's time and a disservice to humanity and yourself. But uh, but I, I'm with you 100. Yeah. percent Their answers we're not going to get to. Not going to get to. Yeah, it's a mystery. It's supposed to stay a mystery. Exactly. Until we die. Exactly. Uh, a couple um, couple personal stories, real quick. Um, uh, a few years ago, my mom had a heart attack. She was in a coma for like three or four days. And when she came out, I asked her you know, what, what happened? What's over there? And she said, nothing. It's darkness. And I'm like, Oh no, like, I don't want to believe that. And I also have a buddy, a friend of mine, when we talk about this stuff, good conversations, the, just a crazy question, just what happens when you die? And, uh, he believed, and of course, you know, everyone has their opinion, you know, I'm not saying he's wrong, but he believed that when you die, you die and nothing, that's it. You just, you live, you die and that's it. And I'm like, man, if that is true, that's boring. <laughs> well, not not just boring. I think I think in terms of like you described energy as you know never never dissipating, just changing form. Uh, I think I think it's it kind of spits in the face of what uh, the spark of humanity actually means. You know, if we're just a boring meat suit, you're, you're right, it's boring. But it also means that we spend a lot more time dead than we do alive, don't we? Yeah. 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 And so um, I actually call. I want to. I want to talk about these um, books I read a while back, called the Afterlife Codes, by Susie Smith. Sure. I think there's three books, and uh, in these books, they're doing these studies. These like uh, they do like double blind, quadruple blind, all that studies on the psychics, and what and the information they bring back. And it's not about how much information they bring back. It's about how accurate it is, meaning like, and they get graded. So if it's really accurate, you know, it's a percentage. And they're like, the psychics are competing against each other to try to get back accurate information. And so, you know, when you go to these psychics, you know, I look at it as like entertainment value, not like the truth. But the thing is, what I'm looking for, I'm looking for that like 100% like solid, like this is the fact that like that person cannot know. And these psychics, they come out with this stuff and it's, it's so vague. 
it's so, you know, oh, I sense a woman, you know, or something like that. And so I think the more vague it is, the more easy it is for them to, like, poke and prod you and get the answers. And so anyways, these books, the afterlife codes, you want to make an afterlife code. So hopefully, I hope everybody listening has somebody that can talk to about this. This is a kind of, this is a really deep conversation. But I hope some, everybody has, you know, a, a partner or a friend, someone they can talk to about this. And so you get your partner and you get, go to a room and no one else is supposed to know your afterlife code. So you're going to make an afterlife code. You're going to come up with a, a word. It's best with a, like a simple word. But I've seen people use like phrases. But just come up with a simple word and agree upon that's your afterlife code. And the trick is nobody's supposed to know. And so the trick is that when one person dies, the other person can go to a psychic and try to see if that psychic can break the afterlife code without you saying anything. And so uh, just as an experiment, just to mess around, here's my experiment. I'm going to make an afterlife code with you, Mike. So the code is going to be pineapples. All right. And you're like, why is, why is this guy talking about pineapple? <laughs> okay. But then, and that's our afterlife code. And then in the distant, hopefully distant future, say I die first. And, you know, you guys are saying, oh, Matt, he was a good guy, right? I hope you guys are saying good things about me. <laughs> But then, For sure. but then, uh, say you're sitting around, you're sitting around, and uh, you, maybe you're thinking about me. Maybe a conversation we had or something. And then all of a sudden, a commercial comes on the TV for pineapple soda. And then your wife brings home pineapples from the store because they're on sale. And then, like you're walking down the street, you see like a pineapple shirt or like a pineapple back like pin on a backpack. Or and then you get in your car, and the song Pina Colada comes on the radio. Like, that's me. That's me trying to communicate with you, like, tell you, like, I'm okay on the other side. And it's up to you to hopefully get those, those synchronicities to understand what it is. And then, so, and then, so, like, say you went to a psychic and you went to any psychic, and the psychic was like, there's this kid here with long hair and tattoos. He's trying to communicate with you. Well, that narrows it down, but that could be anybody still. But then say you go to a psychic and it's like a real, like a real, real life psychic, a legitimate psychic. And she says, oh, there's this kid here with long hair and tattoos and he's trying to hand you a pineapple. <laughs> That's like, like, like there's no way that like someone's going to guess that. Right. Exactly. You, you'd have to lead them to that unless, unless one, they were a real psychic. Right. And you were reaching through uh, from, yeah. from wherever it was. Right. Yeah. So just yeah, you can't you don't tell anyone that your code. But yeah, you could. Uh, you guys could try that at home. Just make a code with people, with someone, and then see if uh, just like a, it's an experiment. You know, it's an ongoing experiment just to see like, you know, like I say, we're questioning things, right? Yeah, uh, that's a, that's an idea from uh, and Daryl said this, but I knew this as well that uh, Houdini did that, right? Who I think it was Houdini that actually did that uh, with his uh, his his wife. Was it his wife at the time? Uh, that said they had a code, uh, something like that, that, uh, you know, so they couldn't be fooled by some, some charlatan psychic that was saying, you know, your husband's or your wife is reaching, the, you know, through the ether to tell you this. Well, 
they they'd agreed that yeah. if they did try and contact each other, it would start with an actual uh, with a term, exactly like you're describing there, that uh, something like pineapple. Uh, like it would it would be sort of out of context and seem strange, but it would also be okay. Well, that psychic is probably in, in, in an actual contact with you. Yeah, I love it, man. I love the idea. I mean, what else? What else do we have, right? Uh, Daryl says it didn't work. <laughs> well, what else? What else do we? Yeah, have? I think I think that was in that book. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, I don't know. So, so uh, I love the idea. Um, so, so what else? What do you think about this quantum immortality and, and, and the rest of this? Do you think that it is maybe more like this, more science, uh, kind of catching up uh, to to the religious ideas of like thousands of years ago? Yeah, I think I think there's a connection. I I definitely think there's a connection between like science can explain this, and yeah, we we just always push it off as. Like, oh, there's just some stupid text or some a religion. But who's to say? I don't know who, you know, who's the right or wrong. But um, that guy, this guy that um, we're talking about tonight, how he said, when you die, you're going through another, you're going through a doorway into like an infinite possibility of what could be next. Uh, that's what the guy tonight. Right. Uh, but it's like, my question would be, how many doorways have we already came through? Yeah, and that's and that's a that's that's a deep thought there just by itself because that's what um, that's what Elon <laughs> Musk describes as the base reality, right? Describing as so whether it's a simulation or whether it's uh, this multiverse type of situation, the base reality means where it began. But we don't even know because you're right. This could be the 10 millionth iteration of what we're doing already, and we wouldn't know, would we? Because you'd have to be able to see through that veil backwards and forward and uh we just don't have that technology mm. right now do we yeah yeah it's a mystery yeah, i'll leave that, it at that and mysteries are okay mysteries are okay but, aren't they but it's yeah it's good to talk it's good to talk about it because it like it opens up your mind it makes you think about things and that's why like i love the show and that's why like you said we're not no one's going to talk about this around the water cooler you have to come here not happening, one hundred percent. It'll probably get you fired. <laughs> don't don't ask your buddy at work what happens when you die. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so I I appreciate I appreciate everybody that I met through here, and I appreciate everyone having like I said these are these are some deep conversations that you know they just goes on. It goes on and on. The great conversation continues. God willing, we have tomorrow. We're going to keep talking, my man. You're the best, Matt. Anything else while we got you on? No, I'm going to go. Thank you, Mike. You're the best. Thanks a lot, Matt in, Matt in California. A pleasure talking to you, and uh, thank you for listening. Uh, there you go. Thanks for the call. Thanks for the call. As simple as that, guys. If you want to be part of the show, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. We'll put you on the show. And I know, I understand, this is a really polarizing topic. Everybody's kind of got an idea what they believe happens. But again, right, I'm, I'm challenging you. I'm asking you to challenge yourself, as a matter of fact. Uh, what do you believe, right? Not what your pastor told you, not what your mother told you, or your father, or your brother, or sister, or your friend, or your wife, or your husband, or whatever. Whatever, right? Whatever. I'm not. I'm not asking what they think. I'm asking what you think. Okay, and that's what I mean. All right. Uh, challenge yourself. What do you actually think about this? What happens when you die? And this uh, scientist concludes here: death does not exist. It's just an illusion. It's a door to pass through that uh, opens many other doors. And uh, also, by the way, have you had a near-death experience? 
And that's really part of this, uh, as part of the question tonight, is uh, all of that. It, it's kind of, it, like I said, this is a gr- called The Great Conversation. And we're going to keep punching and keep continuing talking about this stuff because there's no easy place to do this. Uh, e- you know, even even people that are close to you, you bring up some of these topics and they just, they, they, they disengage, right? They, uh, it's, it's an uncomfortable spot. People don't want to be uh, kind of dragged down this road of thought. Because, uh, you know, death seems like one of those situations where it's cold and it's dark, right? And it's, uh, you know, as some people have, have uh, discussed uh, tonight, that, uh, you know, uh, it is darkness. You know, like people have said, uh, like Matt said, you know, uh, that people believe it's just black, nothing, like nothingness, like the void. And then you come back and then you're, you, you know, you're outside the void. And then, yeah, crazy stuff. But think about it this way, too, Right. What about like an anesthesiologist? And when they put you out for surgery, where do you go? Where do you go? It's that same blackness, right? Like literally like a lack of consciousness. But does that mean death is dead? Because, right, if that was the case, and if you turn the light switch off on your consciousness, then, well, uh, then you would be dead when the anesthesiologist puts you under for a surgery, right? So it's not the case, clearly, uh, but I don't know. I, I just think it goes uh, uh, so many layers deep, this conversation. So once again, looking to hear from you. Daryl, you ready to go? I'm going to bring Daryl on the show. Please mute up the stream, and we'll put you on the show. And uh, we'll talk to Daryl from New York in just one moment. Uh, if you want to be part of it, give us a call, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Go to troubledminds.org and uh, click the Discord link, and uh, we'll put you on the show that way as well. We're watching uh, the Discord, watching all the chats, trying to keep up with everybody and all the great ideas because they just keep coming through the chat and through uh, uh, through through the consciousness, right? And so so let me know, Daryl, if you're ready. Actually, let's just bring Daryl on. And uh, What's up, Daryl, in New York? Welcome to the show. Can you hear me? Great show tonight. Great topic. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you being patient with us and uh, welcome. Uh, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Uh, what are your thoughts? This uh, death oh. does not exist. It's just an illusion. What do you think about that? Well, I can't find my notes, but um, I'll try to remember what I wrote down. Um, I had a few things I wanted to mention. One was about uh, the near-death experience. And when people are like on those, like let's say they're on life support and they're about to, like those families are going to make that that decision whether to pull their plug there was somebody on a few shows i I listened to a few shows about this and there was one doctor that was you know doing near-death experiences with people in that situation that they were going to be their you know plug was going to get pulled they had supposedly were brain dead so when do you really die do we really know when when death occurs or when life begins that was like i was going to bring up when does life really begin and when does death really occur so that's a big topic you know of course for abortions etc um and i heard some somebody that was in the religious you know sector say that it really doesn't begin till you're actually born and you have a consciousness you know you you get to be a um you know something along the line of reincarnation you know you get to pick that baby you know at the last minute but if that baby dies you get to pick another baby apparently according to them you know so they don't really, you don't really die in the womb, you know, you just get to pick another life form, you know, if that one dies of prematurely or whatever, gets aborted, it's not, there's no um, moral dilemma as far as he was concerned, just saying, I'm not going to say, you know, anything about that, but as I told you, oh yeah, going back to the, um, when do you really die, so are you dead when you're brain dead, 
and apparently there was some like two two people that came back to life like one fellow they were going to pull the plug and they waited one extra day but during those like the last few days of supposedly the end of his life his best friend came in and told him a fishing story every single day until the day where they were going to pull the plug and you know the day they decided to go in and pull the plug they walked into his room and he was sitting upright in the bed totally uh recuperated and they were like oh my god you're okay and he's like yeah what happened where was i like he didn't have any memory really of how long he was there but he mentioned to his friend by the way i remember you telling me every single fishing story i just couldn't reply so that was like wow you know they were going to pull the plug on him and i forgot the other story um oh something along those lines that's okay. Oh, let's somebody. Oh, go anyway, ahead, go ahead. Sorry. I, was anyway, say, I thought that. Was, yeah, let's talk about that one. So, so the, it seems like maybe the fishing stories, uh, maybe maybe plunged into that abyss, right? That that lack of consciousness, because he was able to hear, able to reconnect with the living world, maybe, and maybe that was the the lifeline, the rope that dragged him back, right? I mean, that's a, that that sounds pretty amazing. Right. Can you imagine they would have they would have uh, you know euthanized him practically you know pulling his life life support prematurely so I think you better think twice before you have a DNR you know do not resuscitate because maybe you're not really gone you know even though they say you're brain dead maybe you're not really apparently he wasn't brain dead you know and the doctors had assumed they were so that's kind of scary um, then all right I'm not going to go into the other uh, near death stuff but I had a I had twice a near-death thing. I was going to mention that. Um, I didn't have... I heard uh, Robert's story. I think I, maybe I heard Robert tell it. I'm not sure, but I've heard that before. Kind of that kind of tribunal that you go in front of and, you know, they don't really judge you or sometimes they do or you get to experience all the crappy stuff you've done to people. You know, you get to feel the same feelings that they felt when you did it to them. So you have that kind of empathy. Um so I don't know. There's a lot to be said for what he's he said because I don't know if it was just him that mentioned the same story. I'm sure I heard it from other people, and it sounds pretty credible. But I don't know how good a life you had to have to deserve that, um, you know, ending. Because I didn't have the same ending, and I've been there twice. What I assume I was in a near death situation, um, and I wasn't. I wasn't anywhere like that. In fact, I was kind of part. I had this this feeling that we all get to be all of what we experience. Like I'll get to be you one lifetime. I'll get to be everybody we experience. We all get our turn. You know, everyone we, that we've encountered, everybody we've read about from the good to the bad, to the ugly, you know, we'll get to be Gandhi and we'll get to be mother Teresa and we'll get to be Hitler. We'll get to be everybody that's ever been on the same, that lived the same lifetime. But there's like a cycle. It's like we're on a Matterhorn. We're on this kind of ride that's like, it's literally a ride, you know, and it's it, it's like a circle, and it's really good. It gets really good, really good, and then it goes back down again, and, and it's it's an eternity before you get back to the good part, you know? And I was going on, the, I was like at the edge of the good part, and I was going to my bad part, and I saw what was ahead of me, and it was a, a long, long um, experience of the bad part. I'm like, oh no, no, and it hurts. It doesn't feel comfortable, and you know it's going to be bad, and because you've been there before. I was facing this in, in my dear, near death moment, and I wasn't. I didn't want to be there. I'm like, what? 
And the other near-death thing I had in the same kind of experience was I wasn't really anything. I was part of this machine. I was just like a nut in a bolt. And all I had to do was go forward to keep moving. And that was my whole purpose. I had no other purpose. It was so boring. And I thought, oh, my God, this is eternity. All, this is all I'm going to be doing for the rest of eternity. This is terrible. What did I do to get here? I don't want to be here. You know, I really don't want to be here. And the next thing I knew, you know, I was back to reality. So they were very similar the twice, two times I experienced this thing. And I, I didn't see the light. I didn't see any dead relatives or dead animals or nothing. Nothing was waiting for me that was good. I don't know what I did wrong, but I didn't think it was that great. Just saying. But but did you did did you actually do something wrong? I think uh, I would think not. You're here, right? It sounds like you did something right. I'm assuming I did, and I I don't feel like I've been so such a bad you know. But I didn't grow up with a lot of spirituality or religion, so. I didn't have a lot of guidance. Like, and I, I'm going to give you a quick story about that because my father was like um, the person that Matt was mentioning. You know, he thinks it, it just there's nothing when you die, just nothing. And if I brought it up, he would not even talk about it. He wouldn't even go there. Like, Daddy, what if? You know, I couldn't say the what if question. He didn't go the, for the maybe juice, you know. He wouldn't even go there. And he goes, look, you live, you die, that's it, you buy. That's it, goodbye. And the sooner you accept that, the better off you'll, get, you'll be. And... When he died, I was so, like, empty. I was like, where's my father? And I was married at the time. And my husband said, your father's nowhere because he had no faith. I'm like, what a thing to say, you know? My father, my, my husband was so self-righteous, you That's know? That's pretty rude. Yeah. It was terrible, you know? And I needed a sign from my father. I really needed something, like, from the other side to show me that he wasn't gone, you know, that he was somewhere, that he was with me or something. I needed it. I just needed it like I needed air, you know, and I waited for some kind of sign and I just, you know, I would think about it and, you know, whatever. And like one day, it was very quickly, he gave me a sign really fast. Um, I'll give you like one example. That's the best one I could think of. I found this envelope that was written to me. It said to Daryl, um, this is a, a oyster from a clam. And it was the envelope. I'm like, I remember when he gave it to me, there was a little pearl in there, you know? And I, I don't know what I did with the pearl. The pearl was gone, but I kept the envelope. And I looked at the envelope, like, what does this mean? And I looked at the date on it, and it had a date. He put a date on it. He, he handed it to me. He didn't have to put a date on it. He didn't mail it. He handed it to me. But you know what the date was? What was it? It was the day he died, August 17th. Ooh. Wow. And he didn't, is, is that something, like, he didn't have the year, like, the year he gave it to me, there was no year on it, it was just the date, August 17th, and he died on August 17th in 2008, but that, he must have given it to me in the 80s or something, I had, I held that envelope forever, you know, I don't, I have everything I've ever owned, because I always had an apartment, you know, That's I always incredible. had my own apartment. What a huge is that a good story? Yeah, Daryl, yeah. hang, hang on, so we gotta, we're gonna end up the, the show here on Fringe, but stay, stay with us, okay? I'll mute you and okay. we'll come right back to you. Don't go anywhere. I want to ask you about this. Amazing stuff. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing, Daryl. We'll be right back with you. Everybody out there listening, if you're listening on the Fringe FM, stay tuned for Joe Roop, Lighting the Void. If you're listening on any other platform, including the podcast uh, feed, stay tuned for a third hour of Troubled Minds. As we finish, 
We'll be back tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Pacific. Be sure, be strong, be true. Thank you for listening. From our troubled minds to yours, have a great night. trucking here uh thanks daryl for uh, being patient with us uh we're gonna do uh, we got more troubled minds coming up a third hour but we're here with daryl so we're gonna skip the break and just go straight back to daryl uh, i hate to cut her story off there because that uh, that was a fantastic story and uh daryl welcome back to the show oh is this the third hour we're in the third hour congratulations oh. we made it we made it third hour so <laughs> <laughs> um that wasn't the only like that was the most amazing coincidence that that my father showed me. And when he when I found that letter, I had I I don't know if you got goose pimples when I I told you that story, but I did. I certainly had. I did. Yeah, yeah. Um, it gave me those goosebumps, and I knew he was with me. And then from then on, like I've I've been able to ask my father for the most ridiculous things, but like you know a toothpick or something. Whenever I needed something and I couldn't find it, I'd be like, Daddy, I really need to find my keys. And I swear to God immediately they'll turn up you know i've been looking for them, them for half an hour but as soon as i asked my father daddy i can't find this boom there's my pocketbook like like looking everywhere for it and there it is you know he'll just show it to me i forget to do that a lot you know i should really ask him because if you don't ask you know you're not gonna get it so i really felt like you know i haven't done it lately but i think i should but um, there was a lot of proof. Um, it was just crazy. Like, I, I was looking at all these things under my bed that my mother or father had saved, uh, all my letters to my friends when I was little. And they all mentioned my dad. Like, it was just crazy. Like, everybody said something about my father. And it was as if they were talking to me today, you know, like that day, you know. It was like the two days after he had passed. And I, I just really needed some kind of comfort, something to connect me to him. And, it was there. It was so there. And it was so current. Everything, some of the people that I was reading letters from had already died. And I'm thinking, wow, like, how did they know? Like, like they, it was as if they, they, they were dead and they were with my dad. Like, in letters, it was like, it said something about the, the present, but it was so much about what they were going through, like, immediately. And there was one letter that I found from my old boyfriend, and I hadn't talked to him for years. And I fit, later found out, I'm thinking, oh, God, my father hated him. Why would I see anything from him to my dad? And sure enough, he had mentioned about my father, um, something about my dad. And I'm like, oh, that's impossible. He's not dead. And I found out later, he had died a month before my father died. So he was there before my father. So everything was like so correct, you know. Holy smokes, yeah. 
Yeah. So so there so there are signs. There like uh, even even though your father was just the most staunch non-believer, uh, there were signs that you asked for it and you you got it uh, quickly. Uh, good good thing too, right? Because uh, th- that could that could shatter you for a long time, couldn't it? Just thinking about, oh, yeah. thinking about that abyss, that void, that darkness, that uh, right uh, forever, forever darkness. It's um, what a oh, horrific yeah. thought. What a horrific That's- thought. What he believed, he believed that. And then, like, my mother was such an atheist as well. And I find out after she dies that she was a Catholic. She was a, like, a, here's a Jewish woman brought up Jewish, but she was like a little girl. And she was a little girl. She went to this, like, nunnery in the summertime. Her gran- my grandmother, you know, couldn't take care of her kids. So she would put them in foster care. And they were, like, the same, like, nunnery that you've heard about, that nun that saved a lot of Jews in the war in Europe. She's kind of famous for saving a lot of Jewish children. She hid them in her in her school. And this was before the war that my mother was in that country like environment and she went to Catholic school. That was what they did. So she had to go to Catholic school if she wanted to go to school. And she heard Jesus is calling her name apparently. She told this to my friend. She never told me. Never cuz she would like poo-poo, you know, if I talked about anything spiritual, oh you you, you know, you believe in God, like she made fun of me. And I couldn't believe it. Like, I was, I would have totally been cool about it. She could have talked to me about anything. I don't know why she, you know, held up that, that facade that she, you know, was a non-believer, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. So, so back to that. I think that's, like I said, it, there's nothing more depressing than just eternal darkness, right? But, but oh, again, yeah. again, like just in that binary switch, if it's like, if it's still, right, still going and, uh, right, like you're meaning, meaning life is happening and it is what it is, and then you just flick the switch, and it's off like a light, and it's darkness forever, right? But what what about you've had surgery, right? What about that anesthesia? Like I said, you go somewhere, right? Like the, oh, like that consciousness is flicked off like the light, like death would be, right? So if oh, they yeah. never brought you back from that, it would be death. You see what I'm saying? Well, Have you ever experienced that? Have you ever experienced oh, yeah. uh, surgery with that oh, anesthesia? Definitely, you really go dark. Yeah, it's 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 like. It's almost like a, a, a burp through time, you know? You don't go anywhere. You really are nowhere. Um, I don't know why the anesthesia just puts you into not nowhere land, you know? Because, like, you come out of it as if nothing ever happened. It's like, where was I? What happened? You're, you're done? You can't even believe something happened because it's, so de- it's so dark. It's like nothingness, you know? And, and they, you come too pretty quickly, so you're not even high. Oh, you're, you're high going into it, so it's kind of nice, you know? You, you like you get into like this la la land and you have to count to like numbers to a hundred and you're like giddy and you're making jokes and suddenly you're gone. And when you come to, it's like, what happened? You know, you're done. Are you sure? It's kind of wild. Yeah. That is a nothingness. I, I don't know if that's just part of your consciousness that they turn off. How do it, they turn it off? Exa- exactly. Just, like, like, uh, I think that's the question, right? Like, uh, like where do you go? when that happens. And then, so not only that, it's almost like a time travel experience, right? Like lost time. Like if you got abducted by aliens, like they say, right? Like literally. So it's like, they're like, okay, three, two, one, boom, you're out, you're out. And then instantly, boom, you're back. Right. And you're groggy and you're like, WTF just happened, but some weirdness, right? There's some, some, you went somewhere. Where did you Yeah. And if they they do it artificially, so you probably can do it like, um, you know, you could do it to yourself, I'm thinking. You know, it can be done. You can do it to yourself, but can you get yourself out of it? You know, you don't want to go that dark. 
I don't know. There's a part of your consciousness that's is zero, or maybe it's so. I don't know. I heard this about Michael Jackson that Michael Jackson was taking that same stuff that makes you go out like that to sleep. He went for two months on this stuff, propofol. Propo, it's a it's an anesthesia drug. Yes. But he liked to do to go to sleep, and he he didn't dream on it. They know you don't dream on it. It's a fact. You're right that you don't dream on it. There's nothing going on. You don't have rapid eye movement or nothing. It's a real anesthesia. So it's really so you go somewhere black. Like, why would they even choose that? Or they just, it just like they fell upon it and it worked, you know? Exactly. I don't know. Without, without the dream state. So you, you, right. you shut it off. Yeah, it, it is weird. It is a weird thing. And that's what I mean, right? So we're still, we're, you know, Todd said this a long time ago. You know, he's, he can be a cynic and, and a cynical asshole. What's up, Todd? I'm talking to you. So rebel junglist, my good buddy, Todd. The very second guy ever in this stream back in Troubled Minds, by the way. He's been with us for three and a half years. So I, I, well, I, feel, like, I feel like I can call him an asshole. What's up, Todd? But he's always cynical, though, right? He's, he's always like, hey, you know, like this stuff is not... Right, it's like death is death, and that's that. Right, we move on, and you know we die. And he, his his take is what he's been saying in the chat is that we can't perceive uh, human things regarding things that are not human, and whatever that whatever that passage is is not a human thing. Um, and so, so just shout out to Todd. What's up? I'm reading your chat there. Uh, thank you for uh, for softening your stance uh, <laughs> against uh, and getting along with others. I appreciate that. Um, all right. So, uh, so, so I don't know. Like, where, where? I don't know. Like, fun, final thought on this, Daryl. What do you think? Like, uh, what happens when you die? If 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 you got it, okay. So how about this? What do you think happens? Happens, and then what do you? If you if you if you were the ruler of the universe and you got to choose what happens, what would it be? Why don't we get both takes? I don't know. I think they made. I think they did something right with giving us this amnesia. You know, uh, we we die and we have this amnesia and we come back and we don't remember anything. Because if we had to face the fact that we we we'd go through this over and over again. I think we would go mad. I think it would be something that would be, you know, definitely something you would go mad about. If you were able to remember your past lives and you'd be like, Oh no, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to go through this again and again. Oh no. You know, Oh no, a Cleopatra. Oh no, no. I, I don't want to go through that war again. I don't want to, you know, you just don't want to be involved in, in all the, you know, I'm sure there's some wonderful things about it, you know, or, do you get to do it right? I don't know. I I think, I don't know. I always think like in my next life, am I going to get that guy? You know, the guy that married the next girl after me, you know, am I going to get to love him next lifetime? You know, uh, whatever, you know, I don't know. I always think about that. Like, do you get to correct things you didn't do right? Or are you going to get a better chance or a different chance? Or maybe you're going to get a worse chance. Uh, you know, who knows? I think uh, it's it's what makes life so damn interesting, and I think they keep us kind of uh, childlike and innocent about it because it would be too much to handle. I don't think we can handle. I don't think we can handle a lot of a lot of stuff that we have to handle. Let alone, you know, the 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 wisdom of the universe would be just way too much. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think we're built for that. We're definitely not built for that. Like Matt said, I think uh, I think uh, mystery is part of being human, and that's a certainly right. uh, certainly the final mystery, as they say, right? Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Well, it'd be nice to know for a minute and then forget it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Right. 
Exactly. Kind of like a little, you know, just, just that one show that we get to know all the secrets of the universe. We'll have that one guest or two guests that come on and say, well, this is what happens. Right. <laughs> I wrote a book. <laughs> buy my buy my book. <laughs> Sign up to my Patreon. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's what I mean, right? I think that's part of the problem with uh, when too many people have answers. I think uh, it uh, ends up being a uh, a not a, not a good thing. Not a good thing. So we got James on on the caller queue. I got a phone call. We got to get to. We got to take a break as well. Daryl, you're the best. If you want to stay right there, uh, just go ahead and mute up, and you can listen right from that spot. Uh, I know how jugg- juggling the stream back and forth is. If you want to just stay right there, you're more than welcome to. And uh, uh, all right, so this is the deal, right? We're going to do this. We're going to take a quick two-minute break. Uh, I got you, Stephen, in Tennessee. We're going to go to your phone call as soon as we get back, and then we'll go to James after that. Ash says he wants to jump on for the, the, the back half of the show here as well. So, uh, all right, so stay tuned. T- uh, Stephen in Tennessee, don't go anywhere. Just a quick break. I'm going to go fill my drink. We're going we're gonna, to uh, hit the restroom, and we're going to keep on trucking. Third hour of Trouble Minds coming up. You guys don't go anywhere. We got a couple phone calls already lined up, and we're still talking about, of course, what is it? Uh, what happens? when we die so if you want to be part of this show 702-957-1037 we're still taking your phone calls because your phone calls are what make this show go around one more time steven don't go anywhere two minutes i'll be right with you everybody else take a two minute break fill up your drink grab some popcorn put the kids to bed do what you got to do we will be right back with more trouble binds don't go anywhere Fibbed. Less than two minutes. Sometimes we take a little more. Sometimes we take a little less. We got people waiting on the phone lines. Let's go right back to it. Uh, if you want to be part of the show, seven zero two nine five seven one zero three seven. Let's go to Stephen in Tennessee. Welcome to the show, my friend. How are you tonight? Hey, Mike. What's up, my man? How you doing? Ah, oh, pretty good. You know, for a Monday, I can't complain. Uh, what? Who? Who else gets to have such right. deep conversations every Monday? <laughs> Welcome to the show. Man, I love it. Uh, yeah, I've been listening to the show for a while and uh, wanted to go ahead and touch base with you finally. I had a night where I could do it, and uh, I love the topic. I think this is uh, one of the topics I, I said earlier in the chat, that this is, I think, one of the topics that brings a lot of people to uh, the spirituality, uh, religion, whatever it may be kind of thing. You know, so many people out there searching for answers and wanting to know, and uh, I think this brings bring people to the to the game as, as it will you know so uh, i've kind of been taking some notes and i wanted to jump back through some things that y'all had talked about earlier sure go right uh, one of the things you had mentioned was like string theory thing and uh how you know are there infinite you know versions of us out there and i think absolutely there are uh you know if you think about it if the universe and you know everything we know of is what we call infinite. That means it never stops. There's never an end. So based on that, the law is infinity. That means that there's an infinite number of views, an infinite number of me's, and an infinite number of everyone else listening and out there in this world, right? Every kind of consciousness. There's an infinite number of it. Um, I believe also that like every choice we make uh, spawns off alternate realities. Um, you know, like me, for instance, I had a choice to make when I was younger in my life. It was either <clears throat> I could uh, stay uh, playing music professionally and go on the road and uh, live that life or stay uh, where I live and have a family, raise my kids, things like that. And uh, so in this life, I decided to, you know, be the father and, you know, be here for my kids and 
the, the woman who ended up being my wife. And I think it's some other version of reality. I'm out there, you know, touring and playing music somewhere. Or something like that. Yeah, it makes sense. So because because why not? There are those infinite possibilities. And so you know like like they say, right? String theory goes a little something like this is that uh every decision that's made and it may be a conscious decision like Night Stalker said uh, our friend Derek in Massachusetts, if it was like every action like if a you know when you drop a ball if it bounces left and it bounces right, those are two string theory type of situations. I don't think it's like that. I think it's more like it's it's it is our consciousness is built into this, and so we're linked to those other versions Correct. of us. Yeah. So it's conscious decisions. It's not just random, you know, because that would be an unbelievable amount of well universes. I mean, there probably already is anyway, but I mean that right. would just be absurd. Every tiny little thing that could go one way or the other is is a whole new universe. That's just nuts. But uh, but I'm with you. I agree in that uh, science says it's probably true. And uh, th- what uh, what Matt said, too, which is mind boggling, is what if it's not even the first time we've walked through that doorway? And this is the 10th or 100th or 10,000th iteration of the same thing or even a different thing, just similar. Who knows, man? Uh, I, I like where you're going with this, but uh, just just go ahead. Can continue. I'm sure you've got some good stuff to talk about. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. I definitely agree with you there. It does need to be a conscious decision because consciousness, in the end, is what really it's all about. It's where we're, it's where we came from. It's you know the singularity, the, the source, whatever you want to call it. I call it the divine source. Uh, is what we're headed back to. You know, it's where we came from. We started out as pure energy and spirit, and we've fallen down, so to speak, into this most dense form of matter possible. And the point is to gain experience and uh what the one caller was saying like you know do we do i live a life as you and you know uh well eventually i think what happens is as we all evolve spiritually through the lives we live our energy raises up through the dimensions and we eventually become like kind of like Ra talked about in the law of one we talk about uh coming like a collective consciousness right and um you know, that's the way I look at it. And my kind of theories and things I've gotten, it comes everywhere from Emanuel Swedenborg to Blavatsky uh, to, you know, all kinds of different religions, uh, you know, a little bit of everything. And what I believe is that every, you know, school of thought and spirituality and every religion, they have a piece of the puzzle. And I think the, the key is not to discredit any of them, but to find that piece that resonates with you and plug it into your overall uh, quilt or whatever it may be of your belief. And uh, I, I believe what happens, though, is Robert was talking about the process and that what happens when we die, and I believe he's pretty much right on. Um, now, I also believe that, you know, we don't always just go to a, a perfectly beautiful, great place. I believe that where our thoughts lie uh, is where we end up. You know, so if we're a negative person who has constantly been hurting people and making pain in people's lives, that we're going to end up in a place that resonates and vibrates with that because whatever our vibration is, is, you know, where we will gravitate to, uh, we'll, we'll be with those kind of like-minded souls and like-minded people. And I think through a, you know, a series of lives, we eventually can, uh, level up is what I say. You know, we, we level up our souls 
you know, as we live different lives. And, uh, you know, I believe there's probably seven dimensions, maybe 12, uh, in the way the eight dimensions, actually, the way I look at it is it's like a music scale, right? You have like the do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do being the eighth and it's the beginning of the one again, right? If you follow. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. I get what you're saying there. It's, uh, I, I think, I think it's complicated. Right? And, well, okay. And, and to go, go ahead, go build ahead. on that, go ahead, go it, ahead. It, it's very, it is. But what I'm saying is as we build up through these dimensions, densities, whatever you want to call it, we literally go into the next octave, which is a higher state of being, which might be the angelic or archangelic, you know, kind of being by that point, we're a collective consciousness as a society. You know, we've, evolved far far beyond this plane and uh so yeah that's kind of how i think it works i think we literally like level up through the dimensions and octaves and eventually we all we all have to turn to the good side the, the positive side eventually like, you can go up through a lot of these dimensions as a negative entity as we see as we feel around us uh, but i think at a certain point you can't go any further unless you are about unity, unless you're about, you know, service to others and, you know, being a good, a good entity self, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Interesting that uh, maybe, so, so let's say you, you just toss the, the idea of a creator out at all. And so our own conscious manifestation of our intention is that heaven or hell is that, uh, that, that, you know, whatever, like you said, you, you, old things cliches you reap what you sow sort of situations right so like like you were right. saying that maybe maybe universally it's built in this idea of heaven and hell but we it all resides in us ourselves and we we actually uh, inflict it on ourselves because we know what's wrong or you know what's wrong what we what we're what we do that's wrong like on a base level people know what's right and wrong you, you don't need a pastor or a teacher or a, a mentor or, you know, at, on a base level, just because you ignore it doesn't mean it's not right or not wrong anymore. It's still right. There's a base level of, uh, you know, treating people with respect and th this type of thing. Right. I don't know, man. I, I love the ideas here. And uh, I don't know. So, so let me ask you then, are you a spiritual guy? You don't have to answer that if you don't want to. Uh, Religious. Yeah, no, extremely. I, I've literally, this has been my goal since I was a young child is to uh, delve into everything I can. And I study this stuff for hours a day when I'm not working or when I'm not with family. And, uh, th yeah, this is really all it's about for me is, is this. And it, there's probably no kind of spirituality uh, mode or, you know, divination or anything I haven't, you know, at least gleaned a little bit from. Okay, so so so, yeah. so, so um, if you no, but I, I definitely believe there is a, a God, a higher power. I don't think it's a conscious God, though. That's the thing. I think we all together, all consciousness in the universe, make up the one God. You know, we are all a one. Everything is one, and that is God in total. Okay, I like it. So it, so uh, kind of like I described, it's uh, we we end up becoming the God as such because it's the universe tapped into us and also tapped in back. It's uh, it's kind of like an exchange of energies, and uh, I get it. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, it's almost like a Gnostic kind of viewpoint. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I got you. I understand. Um, I uh, there's one more, couple other things that I was going to say, and then I'll let the next person get on, and start rapping with you. Sure. Um, but. Uh, 
the thing about like what happens when we die, like not so much like, you know, the steps like Robert was talking about earlier, but like, like whether we go to a good place or a bad place. And really that comes down to us. And the whole thing with the, um, you know, the weighing your heart against a feather that has to do not so much with what you've done to other people. And if they are able to get past it and forgive you, but it has to do with, are you able to forgive yourself? Because that really becomes in the end, the most important thing. Because in the end, on the other side, especially, everyone does forgive everyone else. Once we realize that you are me, I am you, we are all sharing in this consciousness pool that can I forgive myself for the the harms I've done to other people. And what they're saying about when we are on the other side, when we do have that life review, it's uh, certain that we see the things we've done that hurt people and we experience those negative emotions from their perspective. There's a story uh, about this soldier who he had killed these guys and he had a near-death experience. And in the near-death experience, he was the Korean soldier and he could see himself running up to this soldier and killing him and then feeling the feelings that this man went through when he was killed by the soldier having the near-death experience. So, you know, we definitely experience those things that we've done to others that have hurt them and, you know, uh, maybe lowered our vibration a little or whatever, you know, maybe like, you know, like everyone else, I don't claim to have all the answers. I I think there's a few things that I have a pretty good grasp on, but you know, we can't know everything. If if there's infinity out there, not possible. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, some questions are too large. Uh, but again, right. uh, I'm not afraid of that. I think that's part of the, part of the thing here, why we do this in, in, in the format we do invite everybody to come together and talk about these things is because I I think you, you have to have a little bit of fearlessness to kind of shout at the universe, you know, to kind of expect things, demand things, Uh, answers, even if answers are so large for humanity, I still think it's okay to ask, you know, I, I don't expect them right in terms of like here's the answers to the universe mike but i do uh, I, I do think it's okay to ask unafraid uh, for those answers right and so uh, get as close as we can as humans can do and uh, that's what we're here doing man that's uh, i appreciate you chiming in tonight first time caller am i right uh yeah yeah i've been wanting to call in for a while and i just want to say that the way you do run your show and the format and everything and letting everybody have a voice and feel like they matter is is doing a service uh, for humanity and those of us who listen and the ripple effect caused by that is greater than you'll ever know. So you'll, you'll see it one day. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that you appreciate it. Like I said, that, there's, there's only so much of this that is for me because like I always say, and it's true, I could be saying these things that I'm saying to you guys, to whoever may be listening, and you never know how far the reach goes, right? People all over the world. But if I'm saying the same things I'm saying to myself, muttering in the corner, I'm saying them for myself, for my own benefit. But the second you do it in this format, it no longer becomes about me at all. It becomes about us. And I appreciate that you get it. That's what this is about. You're the best, man. Uh, please please call back. Uh, don't, uh, don't be a stranger. Fantastic stuff. Definitely, Mike. Thank you a lot. I, I appreciate, appreciate you guys. And uh, I love all the regulars out there and just want to say you guys all are awesome. And uh, it's a pleasure to listen to you and be a part of this thing. 
Appreciate it, brother. Stephen in Tennessee, uh, the pleasure is ours. Thank you. And, uh, please call back as soon as you can. Uh, have a great one. There you go. Simple as that, right? And uh, that's why we do it this way. You want to be part of the show, 702-957-1037. Put you on the show. We got James been, has been waiting here. Let's go to James and then uh, Kelly whenever you're ready to. James, welcome to the show. What's up, buddy? James uh, from uh, Salcedo Paranormal. Finally, you didn't have to be the first caller, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was, wasn't was expecting. I mean, I, I'm always glad when so many great calls tonight. I am. I, um, I love this topic, and I love hearing everyone's thoughts. Agreed. Agreed 100%. Uh, so, so what are your thoughts on this uh, regarding what happens when you die and the rest of this quantum immortality and uh, all the rest? Well, um, I think it's pretty clear to anyone that knows me that I do think that something can happen after we die, and I don't think there is just darkness. I don't think we all just, you know, that's it after we die. Um because of the things I look into regarding the paranormal, supernatural, um, ghosts and spirits and all that. So, but even putting that aside, I just love this article that you mentioned. And I love it whenever science tries to approach this stuff. Because it doesn't do it all the time. It, um, well, it, it seems like it's a rare thing. Well, I, I think they're yeah. always trying to do it. I think that probably it, it's, it's semantics, right? I mean, because I think yeah. science in and of itself is really trying to find God, right? I think, I think this, is, this is the weirdness of, right? We're trying to find the nature of our reality through science. And so that <coughs> kind of means God, right? I mean, or, or whatever the, the source is or, you know, what have you. I, I, I use that term not to be blasphemous or anything. I just use the term because that's what most people are familiar with. But, but I think that that's what science is doing, even though, right, it's like different, uh, d- different uh, classifications of science, different niches and sub-niches. Uh, you know, I, I'm with you. Like, I wish, I wish they would be more broad stroke sometimes than uh, they are, but then that would be less science and, you know, more something else. So I get what you're saying, but, but I think in, in, when you boil it down, that's what they're after in the end. They want to know the secrets. And uh, like Matt said, I, I, I agree. I, I, don't think, uh, I don't think we're meant to know some of these secrets. And, uh, that's, that's Definitely. But uh, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. And I guess I should have, I guess I didn't even phrase that right, um, just to think of that right. It's, it doesn't seem like that is talked about a lot in media, even if scientists are looking into it. So, um, but that's that's the interesting thing to me, because there has been debate in the paranormal community now for years about whether or not quantum, you know, the whole quantum thing has anything to do with, with the paranormal, and I think it's an interesting question, and I don't claim to know the answer to that, but I think it's possible. Yeah, hey, that's the maybe juice, bro. <laughs> hey, possible is good enough for me. We'll take that. One hundred percent, man. Yeah, I don't know. Like, okay, so so I love it. I love it. Let me ask you this: What about that turning the switch on and off? Have you ever uh, gone under uh, surgery and had that anesthesia where they just clicked you off and yeah. back on? Sorry. What happens? Then? Yeah. I don't know. I I don't really know. Um, it's interesting that everyone describes it in a similar way because I I had the same thing where I, I was when I was a kid. 
I had my tonsils removed. Um, and, uh, I, I, you know, I, I just knew I was in there. I went in the hospital, and, and I barely remember any of this, but I went in the hospital, and I was in the room, and then I, w- I was out, and then I was back out, or back awake, and I was in, a, you know, another room. So, I don't know what happens. Um, I feel like... <laughs> It's a strange kind of sleep, but I don't know that what kind it is. I don't even know if it's. I feel like if it was, if you were totally being switched off, maybe there would be more stories of uh, people having out of body experiences during that anesthesia and all that. And I don't feel like I hear that a lot. Yeah, so it's like a, like a, and like Daryl was describing there too. It's kind of like knocking out the dream state. It's like removing that consciousness. It's weird, man. The whole, the whole thing is just freaking weird. It is, but I think that's the key: is that there's not tons of stories about people going through regular, even though it's not really a thing, but regular surgeries. I don't hear about a lot of out of body experiences during those. Compared to near-death experiences, I should say. So, but I don't know. Yeah, well, uh, and there you go. So good on you because you're able to say I don't know. So many people are not able to say that. And I, oh, I'm yeah. with you. I'm with you, brother. I, I have no idea. This this is the type of stuff that uh, you know. Like I said, this 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 is a conversation that that's, could go on for ages, and it's a good thing. It's it's good it's good to kind of stretch the legs there. Um, you do a, por- a paranormal podcast, by the way. Uh, everybody follows Salcedo Paranormal. Uh, I'm not going to try and give the link out because I screwed it up last time. But the link is down below. Uh, I, every single show we do, James's link is uh, uh, just scroll down and look, and it's right there. But so what do you think, like, paranormal-wise, when, when you pass over and the ghost phenomena, being the, the paranormal guy, uh, what do you think, how does that relate to what happens when you die? Do you think it is kind of like that linear, uh, you know, you die, you become a ghost situation, or do you think it's much more complicated? I think it's always complicated. I think, um, and that we were talking about this in the after-show chat the other night, I think sometimes a lot of your ghost phenomenon revolve around the mindset of the person and that they may not think of themselves as being able to do ghostly things like walk through walls or you know put in closed doors without um i guess that's not the best but walking through walls walking you know floating up or down that that's why in a lot, some cases you may hear doors opening and closing it may be them still going through activities that they had to do when they were physical you know um and there's too many stories of people i mean daryl said it herself too many stories of of people having experiences with their loved ones after they passed that all to be made up or mistaken think um so i think there's it's it's a lot of possibilities as to what can happen I, i don't know that and it's so, so complicated because you don't hear of every person you've ever known necessarily always coming back and giving you a sign right away, even after a while. So it's really, it's again, it goes back to the unknown. It, it, you know, it's great to look into this stuff, but it's hard to, it's hard to, we're not supposed to know for sure how it, go, how it works. 
Exactly. I, I, as as people, I think we're only allowed to know so much. And you notice, right, uh, within the, the realm of influence, uh, people have influence on other people. And I think that, <clears throat> that kind of tells you what you need to know, right, about about maybe maybe why we're here. It's it, it is it, it you know clearly it's about ourselves, but it's also about other people. Imagine right, everybody's like you know in, in this big grumpy commute mood and work and you know dealing with people that aren't that are different from themselves. I know it's hard. It's it's I've spent a lot of I'm old. I've spent a lot of time in corporate America, and it's it's difficult. It's difficult. I I, I was a manager for a long time. Talking you know dealing with so many different people, but then also there's different levels of management and different styles of people. And, you know, some people are just malicious assholes and some people are, you know, just really kind and don't know how to speak up for themselves. Right. And sometimes just need a boost, you know, like they, they need help from other people. And, and, and I think that probably boils it down to why, why, why these conversations are what they are is I think people need help sometimes. And mm-hmm. our influence as people are for people and that's pretty much all we can mm-hmm. influence no matter how you line it up no matter what kind of magic you're trying to say you're doing or this that the other thing the influence that happens from people is for people and uh mm-hmm. i don't know to boil it down i guess that's probably probably the easiest way for me to put it that i you know if you look you stare at the stars your entire life and never look down at the people around you uh you may know a lot about the stars but uh, uh you may be missing a lot of people that need some help too you know yeah, uh, and I think that's part of why it's so important to, that shows like yours uh, exist to give people that chance to talk about this stuff. Well, they do. We're trying, man. We're trying, to, uh, doing our best. As, as again, as you know, you're you're a, you're a huge part of this, and I appreciate uh, all your all your knowledge and all your takes on this stuff. Um, fantastic, fantastic. So so uh, we got a show coming up. James will be on the show this Thursday, and what are we going to talk about, James? You've been doing some research, getting ahead of the game here. I've been working on working on every day, every other day or so. Yeah, um, the idea of portals and doorways and closets and windows, just kind of portals in everyday spaces, um, and how they're formed and why they're formed, and why there are so many stories, especially about closets. That's a really common common thing. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to look into that and. And uh, I found a few articles, uh, which Iran's ranting to get those to you this week. I'll do that before Thursday. Sure. But um, but yeah, it should be fun. I think it should be interesting, and I'm looking forward to, to people calling in, talk about that as well on that day. Amen. Exactly. That's why we do it. That's why we do it. Okay. So uh, we got James here, and uh, James, you're welcome to stay. You can hang out if you like. Uh, we got Kelly as well. So sure. Kelly, whenever you're ready, uh, hop on in here. Uh, Ash, by the way, I don't know if Ash is still listening. Ash wanted to give us the remote viewer take as well. So if you're out there, Ash, still listening, um, just hop in here, and uh, we'll we'll mix you in. We'll mix you in. We got the James and Kelly here, and uh, Daryl's in uh, listening as well. Uh, Kelly in Colorado, welcome to the show. How are you, my friend? Good. How you guys doing tonight? Hey, okay, man. Doing well. Trying to get comfortable here. That's okay. You're you're allowed, bro. <laughs> uh, so so what what is going on with this? Uh, it seems it seems like one of the most basic questions humans can ask, right? And you know, like I always say, you're told from the time you're born, as soon as you can like actually comprehend conscious thought, it's like don't die, don't die, don't die, don't die, right? It's like it's like the first thing we learn, right? The first thing that we're like, okay, don't walk in front of a car because you'll die, right? Okay, all right, don't do that. But then, right, 
we spend the rest of our entire life learning on what dying even means. So uh, what are your thoughts there, my friend? Um, let's see here. Um, like anybody else, we probably don't have the answer to that right now, but I just want to give, uh, I had a uh, near death experience. Um, this has happened when I was a teenager. Um, and I, I I held it to myself for, for quite, quite some time actually. And, um, I don't know, I, I, I kind of hid what I seen and what I, what I did when I, when I died until like, not just probably, actually probably just about a few years ago, I started telling the story, but it was, <clears throat> first off, it was fucking mind blowing because of how it happened. I, I'll give you the gist of it, right? I, I was, um, I used to be, I used to get tonsillitis a lot when I was younger. And, uh, I, I don't know, I, I, I guess I cut an, uh, another, an, uh, like a cold or something with it. And, um, I was really sick. And, um, I, I couldn't really hold anything down. I mean, I was probably dying, but, um, you know, you don't got much money when you're growing up, you know what I mean? Your parents, you know, we only had a single mother. So, you know, at the time she was probably at work. But, um, uh, I remember I woke up, well, I, I got out of bed because I was dry heating and I went into the bathroom. And, you know, I, as a young kid, you don't want to kind of see it yourself throwing up. So I closed my eyes. And, you know, after a while, it was just, you know, I did throw up, but then, it was, you know, after a while, it was just kind of like a dry heaving, you know. And uh, I remember, this is what's so weird about it. I remember closing my eyes because I, I could feel the dry heaving come. So I closed my eyes because I didn't want to see it, right, if I was to throw up or not. But when I woke up, well, when I opened my eyes, you know, I was expecting to see the same thing, like a toilet bowl or something. But when I opened my eyes, I see myself laying on the ground, and I'm laying between the toilet and the and the the bathtub. And at first, I didn't know what the fuck to think. I was like, "What the fuck is that?" I'm like, "Who is that?" You know, or what am I looking at? And when that happened, I started to, when I realized, you know, because I, I was sat there for, I don't know, probably like about 30 seconds, kind of fine with my own mind of what the fuck I'm looking at. And then after that, I, I started floating. I felt the sensation of floating upwards. And when I did so, I, I, uh, I left the, um, I left the room, I like went through the ceiling and I could see, then I was outside. At the time we lived in these apartment buildings and I could see all the apartment buildings when I was looking around. 
you know, at the same, at this whole time, I'm still floating upwards. You know what I mean? Going up. So I could see the apartment building, then I could see, because we lived behind the junior high, at the, the junior high I used to go to. And then I seen the whole city I lived at, and then I seen, and this was at night, so then I was in space, and I could see the light from the earth. And then the planet itself, and then I just turned, like, I just turned, like, away from the Earth, and I just started heading, I guess, like, at, like towards Pluto or whatnot. I don't know what direction it exactly was, but I was no longer in my solar system. I was watching planets, stars, everything just flying by. And then I, you know, and... Then I, I think finally I kind of realized, I don't know if I realized I was dead or if I just realized like I'm doing an out-of-body experience. But it was something that like I wasn't really controlling. I was going into a direction and then it just stopped. Then I was just like standing in the middle of space, in the middle of nowhere. Then I flipped around and went back the opposite direction twice as fast. You know, so I seen all the planets that I seen, all the stars, all the space, my solar system, what we know of, Jupiter, Saturn, Mars, the planet Earth, the lights from the dark city to my town, through the roof, and then in my body. And the crazy thing about it is when I hit my body, I came up like I was sucking in air. And I kicked myself off the side of the toilet against the wall. And I realized that just happened. Now, the interesting part about that is, is that when I was, you know, I, you know, like I said, I didn't start telling this story until about a few years ago. And I was telling my wife. But then I told my brother. But the interesting part is that, is that, you know, you hear other people that have near-death experiences, and they say that they see a, a white light, or, <laughs> or even Jesus, or like family members, or whatnot. I didn't see any of that. I, what I seen was space, and what I seen was interesting to the fact that when I heard another somebody else talk about their near-death experience, it was the exact same thing. They were out of their body. They went to space. And, you know, they seen planet. <laughs> and the thing about it was, it was, uh, it was, the person who said it was, um, Robert Greer, the guy that's about disclosure. He had a near-death experience, and his near-death experience was the exact same thing that I had. That, that, you know, because when I sat here and listened to what he, what he said he seen when he died was the exact, well, I wouldn't say the exact same thing, but. It was the exact same motion, you know what I mean? I went to, you left your body and you went to space. And you were floating around there for a while until you came back. Like, something drew you back, you know what I mean? I don't know, it was weird. I was, so it wasn't nothing like that. It was just something. And, you know, I don't know if people say that, you know, whatever you're being taught through your whole life, you know, what life and death is. And then if you're a religious person, that, you know, you'll obviously see whatever that your religion has been telling you your whole life. 
So that's the only thing that I kind of like. I see because th that's the real, one of the main reasons why I'm an atheist because I'm not stuck to any kind of religion that profounds my life toward the fact that that's the only thing that I would look into. Because you hear a lot of people talk about, you know, the same goodness and you hear the same, you know, they kind of say that they want to, you know, they, they talk the game about how, you know, everybody could just live in harmony or whatever. But that's not the case because if it was the case, then they would be, they would leave their religion. I wouldn't say so much as leave it out the door, but they would leave that book and then pick up another book of another religion and so forth and so on and so on until you have what you're really looking for. Because if, you know, it's kind of like what, what's the name was saying the last caller. I, I didn't really catch the name because no caller, but it's kind of like the same thing where, you know, you want to look into something, right? But if you're, if you're told that your whole life, that since you were growing up as a kid, how are you going to know any difference unless you drop what you're doing and start learning from other, from other things, you know, whether they be books or they be, um, you know, the stuff that I would do, like, you know, ancient stuff that I do, or even, you know, where the original base of all religions might want to even come from. So it's like looking for that same source, you know what I'm saying? Oops, I muted myself. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I understand. Uh, I think the thing is that, uh, it, like, we know, we know, knowledge doesn't come from one book, right? It, 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 it's a, it's a partial. Sure, you can learn things from that book, right? Which is just a sliver of human knowledge forever. So, you know, to to kind of end there and just say that. Uh, you know, get, in my opinion, again, I'm not crapping on religious people. I'm just saying that, look, more knowledge is better. That's what I'm saying, right? And I know Kelly agrees with me. You don't, you don't have to be stuck in the Koran or the Bible or whatever. Like, you don't have to be stuck. Sometimes it's painful. You hear these people, and they, they try, and every single thing is, try, you know, linked back to doctrine somehow. And it's like, wait, though, right? Like, literally, every damn thing doesn't have to re relate back to this book. You realize there are other books, right? There are other damn books out there. And not only that, there are other books that are, you know, blasphemy might actually enhance your experience and your understanding of the book itself. You know? I mean, I, I know you're with me, uh, uh, Kelly. Uh, we talk about this stuff a lot, you and I. We, we go way back. Like I said, Todd's been here for a very long time with us. So have you. But the secrets are the secrets. But if you try to find all the secrets of the universe within one book, I'm sorry. I think you're going to come up short. Yeah, I mean, they will always end up short because that's the thing. If you're trying to find secrets of the universe, that's the whole point. It's the universe. It's not just one thing. So, and again, and see, and this is not a bash. Uh, see, and this is not the thing. I don't, I don't do bashing on religions. What I do is that I'm trying, what I try to do is like, I'll, I, you know, and I have conversations with different friends different religions you know whether whether and, and it's a wide variety because i've been around the world and, and i've seen and I've done anything but the thing about it is for me what it is 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 for I, I would like to see someone you know 
because and then you hear like oh this is the thing okay so uh, it's hard for me to i'm trying to get it all out into uh, so i don't want to step on anybody's shoes or toes or anything but yeah yeah it's tough it's tough because you end yeah. up uh uh yeah i got you yeah so for me it's this is how i see it as okay so um i, I if you know religion is, is is a choice okay for me that's how i believe and the choice is sometimes not even yours because you were born into it you know and 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 so if people like if you were born in india you're mostly going to be hindu you know what i mean or like chinese or in some asian countries you're going to be uh, buddhism or you know obviously you know you could be in, in like united states or in other countries that have christianity but christianity has a billion like two thousand different varieties you know they're not and, and and that's what blows my mind too if there's so many different varieties of this certain religion I mean, that don't even make sense to me, you know? It's like, you guys are supposed to be all reading from a different book, but you all got different little, you yeah. know, your own little your own little twist on it. But see, and that's what all religion does anyway. Because, it, like, from everything that I've read, right, and everything that I've ran across, I mean, it's like you can still keep going old, older than what these so-called books are. A anyway, besides that, the point where I was going at is that if you want the knowledge and see and feel you've got to put all those things into into the things that you're doing you know you can't just read you know what i mean and re with reading you got to open up your imagination that's what you know what most people do because when you're reading you're reading somebody else's imagination you know what i mean you're re you're you're kind of reflecting so you're you're kind of putting you know that little story together in your own mind but at the same time you know when you're when you're trying to find the clues of, okay, let's say, you know, you were, let's say, a supreme being. You don't want to just drop it off in one spot and be like, all right, get the whole nest egg, like an Easter egg. And, you know, if you find the gold one, then you got it all. You know, it, you got to, if, 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 if the knowledge was on this earth, you want to, you know I mean? If, and if it is that powerful, because of some of the stuff that I've come across, we are very powerful, and there's reasons why. Now, the fact that um, you want to put this knowledge out, you know what I mean? It's, of course, you, I don't know, man. It's not supposed to be given out to just everybody and anybody because the type of power that it holds within you as a person or even as, you know, as a species, it can't, it can't you know what I mean? It, and and everything has choices. You see, there you know that's where everybody gets the whole good and bad thing, you know. And, and those are just choices. But at the same time, some of those choices that people make is not something that they did. I mean, because there is good and bad. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, you know, I look at it now as you know some people that were bad at one point. They wasn't like that. They were just a kid. You know, they were something happened to them. Something you know that they ran across. Something that altered their reality into a point where you know maybe sometimes they can't come back and you know they end up being like a psycho killer or you know what i mean something like that so it's hard to almost but like after a while man you would think that you know as you grow older you know the difference between good and bad and some of the shit you shouldn't be doing you shouldn't be doing and you know it's just like a drug it shit just gonna take over you so at, at a certain point 
it is on you. You know what I mean? Because you're the one that's allowing that to happen. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I- interestingly, so back to your thank. Thank you for sharing the story <coughs> about your near death experience, there, Kelly. I-, I know you're probably familiar with Lord of the Rings. Am I right? Yeah, I'm okay. pretty. Okay, I'm going to play this. Can you tell me if you can hear this real quick? I'm going to play just a little clip. If you guys can't hear it, I won't play it. I want to make sure the people on Discord can hear it. I think you can. Let's see. Can you hear that? Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm going to play this. This is this is the scene when Gandalf actually dies. And you probably noticed a correlation to exactly what you've described for your own near-death experience. So let's, let's play this. Let's see if it actually comes through here. He says, Darkness took Darkness me. Darkness took me. And I strayed out of thought and time. Stars wheeled overhead, and every day was as long as a life age of the Earth. But it was not the end. I felt life in me again. I've been sent back until my task. There you go. That's probably enough right there. That's the end of that clip, but right? Like, holy smokes, man, you, you basically just described uh, the, the Gandalf death sequence, right? He even, like, took the uh, breath, like, uh, as he came back, like you, like you described yourself, uh, you know, like you saw yourself and you moved out into time and space outside of it, in, in, including, wow, uh, I'm sure you've probably noticed that similarity before, haven't you? Oh, man, you know, now that I just heard that again... Uh, that almost kind of sounds, that almost gave me chills because the point where he says that when you're in time and standing there in time and space, he said that he he felt like a new life was in him. And that's exactly what it felt like. Like whatever I was going through was, I didn't feel it anymore. I didn't, you know what I mean? Everything was like I had a smile on my face because you know what I mean? I, I was flowing through space. I was scared at first because, fuck, man, it was so weird. It was because sitting and looking at an empty darkness of space, but yet you could see life millions of miles away, which would be a star. You know, there's other planets around it. But, yeah, it was, fuck, man, it was, I don't know even how to really explain it. It was just, I would say that was probably one of the better descriptions of what, what it was J.R.R. Tolkien and it's weird right some of these authors uh, again you know they seem prophetic and uh, not and, and again this is fiction except right uh, clearly you don't write fiction without having you know some human semblance to the construction or else it's not art and so man I, I'm telling you like you, well, as you were describing that situation with yourself I saw Gandalf, bro. I saw. I'm like, holy crap! He said this is almost the same thing, and so I, I dug it out and found it. I'll, I'll put the clip in here if you guys want to watch it. Don't play it again. You want to hear that again, Kelly? I kind of want to hear one. it again. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's hear that one more time. I'm going to put the link in the description. It's a super short clip. It's only a two minute clip, but this is the part where Gandalf fights the Balrog. He ends up dead, as it were. However, listen to this. Darkness took me, and I strayed out of thought and time. 
every day was as long as a life age of the earth. But it was not the end. I felt life in me again. I've been sent back until my task is done. I've been sent back until my task is done. I dropped that in the Discord, guys, if you want to check it out. Uh, yeah, the White Wizard, right? So, uh, I don't know, man. Like, there, there seems to be these recurring themes. And again, right, I, I don't want to say that we're just, like, you know, humans in this meat box or whatever. And that's why we have recurring themes, because we have human limitations. I think our mind has no limitation. Literally, I, and I think that's that's really what we're always talking about here is that if you limit the mind, what are we right? We're we're robots or we're servants or we're right. Uh, you know, and Gandalf has said he's even he was a servant, a servant of the secret fire, wielder of the flame of Arnor. And if you don't believe I'm a Lord of the Rings nerd, you goddamn right I am, because I'm telling you, there's some knowledge, some esoteric knowledge in fiction as well what's up night stalker how you doing buddy i'm talking to you and everybody else out there <laughs> but it, it exists right so to discount that versus you know a religious scripture i think you're missing the point i think there's knowledge to be had everywhere and uh let's let's get it uh, you're the best kelly other thoughts on this my man yeah um you're i would believe that's kind of correct with some of these authors or even directors they've tuned in or someone like told them something or you know what I mean they've like touched or maybe even reached in some of the Akashic record or something because I'll give you an example kind of like that with that all right um Michelle was reading this book and it's by that author um what's her name the the one with the vampires oh. Anne Rice so uh. she's reading- <laughs> Nice. He's reading his book, reading his book on, on Anne Rice. Which one was it? Do you remember? Anyway, when she read, she read part of this, you know, because she already knows that I read a lot about like Sumerian and stuff like that. But she read this part out of out of Anne Rice's book, and she's a great writer. Okay, don't I'm not going to take anything from her. But when I read some of that shit that she was writing in her book, it sounded like to me, and it's just to me, I don't know, you know, other people could say this, but to me, it sounded like she was literally talking to a fucking, somebody that had lived for thousands of years. Yeah. Like she was channeling. Yes. Yes. Like, and this shit down because some of the shit that she was saying though it, it was Sumerian like yes. it was literally Sumerian and I was like what the fuck are you talking about how is she adding that to fucking a, 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 a book about vampires yes uh, I think uh, so I, I haven't read them all but I'm going to guess it was Queen of the Damned where that, that came up because she Not talked it. about Ur she talked about uh, ancient Egypt she talked about it seemed lifetimes, right? Like it seemed like she was channeling from a thousand generations ago and not just fiction. It seemed like she was channeling knowledge. It was weird, man. I agree. I I read Anne Rice and I get chills. She is amazing. Amazing. I'm with you. I'm with you. A hundred percent. Yeah. It it was blood reunion, but communion, blood, but, but it's still though. Yeah. It was like, for me though, like, 
because when I read my shit, man, I'm like, I get down into it, right? Like, I'm like, I could see like literally, uh, like the city of Ur and shit, right? But when she was talking about that, and, ju- and this was just a part of the paragraph, man, I was fucking mind blown. I was like, that sounds like someone is literally telling her what the fuck she was writing about. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, I know, like I said, I, I'm not taking anything away from these writers or directors, but there are some times, man, I'm telling you, sometimes that there's got to be something else because, man, that shit was too clean. That was, that was like almost perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, like I said, I've read Anne Rice and, uh, we're, we're actually going to get into some Anne Rice, uh, with, uh, we're, we're, so we're, we're not done for tonight, guys. We're going to finish up here in the next 10 minutes or so, but we've got another thing coming and it's funny you brought up Anne Rice because, uh, we have some parallels to, uh, uh, we, we won't get into it right this moment, but, uh, a show that we've been watching on Netflix that we're going to talk about with Night Stalker and with, uh, Rohan and with James here. But, uh, I'm telling you, man, Anne Rice, I agree with you. There, it, It's almost like they call it automatic writing, where you try, you try to write history, but somehow you're channeling something. I don't know, man. It's weird. I'm with you. I'm with you. It seems like that's that thing is out there. It seems like it. I don't know. Crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah, man. That was, uh, that was just one thing I wanted to add with the author. But, yeah, that for me, it was that was one that I was – it kind of blew me away the way she was writing because uh, just like I said, it was just, it was incredible. But yeah, I mean, I don't know, like for me, with this whole um, life after death thing, like I said, I, I say I died, but I didn't see what everybody else was said they seen or what they try to tell you what they seen, you know, kind of like. You know, you see all these uh, fake uh, churches on TV. You know, you got this guy talking about all kinds of shit. And there's, you know, and then they talk about, like, I don't know, man. My mom never really caught, you know, make it, made us go to different one religion, you know. So in these apartment buildings, they had these buses that would come around. You know, they would take you to, like, different churches, you know, like different, you know. It was like... You know, we had Baptist Church, Mormons, you know, Catholics, Christians. And they would want you, you know, they're trying to get, you know, people, obviously, to go to their church. So, but, like, with us, she just allowed us to go see whatever we wanted to see. So, you know, with with that, you know, we took everything as a, you know, as let's just see what it is. And some are more, I don't know how to act softly put this but i don't know man some are more i'm just gonna say some are more whack than others i don't know they just, <laughs> I, <laughs> and that's why we love you kelly because you, you got the sailor blood in you and you can't shake it you just got to say it the way it is <laughs> yeah i mean well like you know some of them was pretty pleasant they're trying to like you know and then there was some that were just i mean they, they claimed to be christian domination but it was I don't know what it was, man. It was weird. I'll just tell you that. I mean, like, because they had window panes in the back, but it wasn't, you know, the and, you know, window panes are supposed to be, you know, they kind of catch your eye. But this one had a big red cross in the back and window, you know, the window pane, but the cross was upside down. And it was like, but it was weird because their domin- denomination, we even asked them about it, you know, because 
like we were in junior high at the time, you know, and we were asking like, so why is that, you know, why is it red and why is it upside down? can't remember exactly the answer they gave us, but it was, and that shit was weird. But yeah, I don't know, man. So that's one reason why I kind of took a step in that direction of trying to learn, you know, I wouldn't say delve into, but at least we learned a lot about different about different denominations of what religion was you know what i mean so yeah, yeah it's important i agree i agree like uh you know you can't yeah it's it's like uh reading you know one book of anything and then trying you know and i know again blasphemy because people say it's the word of god and you know this type of stuff but i mean clearly we we all know it's impossible. It's an impossibility. Translations and translations and translations down the line. There's no chance you're getting the pure, perfect, uh, pure, perfect word of God. I'm sorry. It's not. It's not possible. All right. Maybe if you found some scroll from ten thousand years ago or some shit, maybe. But that's not what we're doing. That's not what we're doing. And so, point being is that knowledge is knowledge. I don't care where you get it. And that's why. I'm with you. That's why, you know, I'm not going to, in particular, just crap on religion because I don't believe it. There's knowledge to be gained. And so I think we should. I think we should seek it out wherever, wherever it can be had. And uh, I'm with you, my man. And we're going we're gonna to keep talking about this and keep doing our thing. We've got to wrap this up because we've got another show starting in like 20 minutes, man. We're, we're not done for tonight. <laughs> we've got to keep going. So we've got to wrap this up. I hate to cut you guys short. We've got uh, a, a, uh, a, a new idea coming, uh, which we're going to do. You guys will see in about, at about 10, 30, 20 minutes from now. So let's wrap this up, Kelly. What, what are your final thoughts on all this? Um, what do you think uh, life after death, not life after death, near-death experiences, what happens when we die? If you got to you got to boil it down to a, just a quick outro here. Um, for me, and from uh, again from my experience, uh, it's just a change of worlds. It's not a um, yeah. I wouldn't say when you die, you don't die. I mean, like, again, uh, you know, we're all energy beings. Uh, you know, this is my belief, and this is what you know, uh, and everything comes down to. Even uh, religious talks about this that we are energy beings. Um. We're just—it's just this outer shell of uh, of uh, you know. We wouldn't say the meat curtain, but like it, it's you know, it's um mass. This once this mass, it, 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 any kind of thing that's living transformed like this is only—it's only, there's a limit to it. And then once it passes on, your energy will keep going on. Whether you know you want to call it a soul, like religions do. Or do you want to call it something else, you know? But for me, it's just energy, and you don't die. Change change a different world. And what it doesn't mean, that doesn't mean, when I say change a different world, that doesn't mean that you... It could mean that you just change into someone else, you know what I mean? That's what, like, the whole reincarnation thing, like Hinduism, you know what I mean? And, and it's not saying that you're going to come back as a human either. Because energy doesn't know the difference. It's just going to transform. You could come back like... That's why they believe, like, again, you know, I said this before, that, you know, a plant, a tree, an insect, a bug, an animal. That's why you got to be kind to everything, because in that type of, uh, I wouldn't say you don't have to believe in the religion, but the facts the f- are facts that science or even science or anything that energy just transforms and never dies. So just be good to each other and yourself, and then we'll talk to you guys again later.
Yeah, man, brother. Always great stuff, Kelly. I appreciate you listening. Appreciate you hanging with us. Appreciate your input. Uh, you were the best. Uh, God bless you, Michelle. Uh, tell her we said hi, and uh, thanks, my man. All right, brother. Have a good one. You too. You too. All right, there we go. See? Simple as that, guys. We're, we're about done here. I don't know if Jay's going to hop in for the outro, the J-tro. But uh, if you don't know, guys, uh, actually, James, uh, you got a take on that real quick? I'd hate to have you here sitting here and not say anything. You've been here for an awful long time. Oh, it was it was it was great as always. Kelly's stuff is always great. Um, I agree with with every you know just about everything he said. I, th- I think that's a good way to end it. Just about so yeah. Stuff. Okay. All right, all right. So as you guys know, like I said, uh, we're going to try and do some uh, something new because uh, we're meeting so many great people as part of this community, all the great callers, the people who are interested, the people who have great takes, uh, and we're going to try and do something new uh, and uh, mix in people, you, us, together. Like I said, I'm me, you're you, but together we're us. You're about to see what that means. And so we're going to get together at at, uh, bottom of the hour at 1030. We're going to end this stream. We'll restart it again as a new thing, and we're going to talk about a Netflix episode called, or sorry, it's it's a series. It's a limited series. It's for Halloween. It's called uh, Midnight Mass. And so we're going to talk about the first three episodes of that if you guys haven't seen it. So if you have not, spoilers will we'll be coming. And we'll, uh, we're going to tell you uh, all that before we start. So just to let you know, uh, we're not done for tonight. So we're about to finish this stream, but we got one more coming up at about the uh, bottom of the hour. So let's go to the JTRO. Let's get Jay in New York into this MFR and let's finish this sucker up. Jay, what's up, my man? What's on your mind? Mike, uh, too much. You gotta go. I mean, you got another show starting. I just the death experiences. I've seen quite a few. It's nutty, you know. I, the one was right at the beginning of all of our mess here, and I talked to the guy on the phone until he said it was time to go. It was just, it's a long story. You gotta go. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. I, I think uh, we got Derek here in the chat. We got James right here with us. Uh, Rohan is going to be a little behind us, so it's okay. Go right ahead. Uh, tell us the story, and uh, and we got time for you, my friend. He he just uh, he was getting sick before it was in the news and everything else like that, and talking about breathing. And I was trying to convince him to go to the hospital and all. And he didn't want to go. He didn't want to go. The wife got off of work, and I said, and he's like, "No, just talk to me while I'm watching this show." And it was an Alfred Hitchcock, the one where the guy's playing the game where if he loses he cuts off a finger to get the car and at the end of it the old lady was and he was just talking about how good it was and i says well i'm gonna come and get you and he goes no i'm just gonna go he goes come and get me in the morning and i'm like all right i'm gonna bug you and i went there and i found him in the morning and well it was he knew you know he knew in his mind you know my grandfather knew in his mind that it was coming and it just I don't know, hanging out and talking to people when that kind of stuff happens is something that's weird, you know, you just being with somebody when they go on and stuff like that, it's like they reach a point where they just, they fought it long enough and they accept it and they just, I don't know, peacefully go away, you know, it's just one of the weird things about the death that, you know, you know, it just these shows are always, you know, you get into the religion and the metaphysical of all that and everything. And it's like, it's, it's right there. The only way we're ever going to find the answer to it out is die. That's it. You know, we're, yeah, I don't, I think we have to, but I don't know. 
I got a quote for you, but I just sure. I don't want to keep you through. I know I know you're I know you're going. You know, <laughs> got to go for a walk and everything a, else. You no, know? no, no. I'm not going to do that. We'll do it later. She, she can wait. She's a uh, my my dog is scared right now because the wind is whipping like crazy out there. So I, I promise you, the last thing she wants to do is go outside right now. She's like she's like <laughs> cowered in her little dog bed. In the she's like thankful for being inside for one time. <laughs> so so we're okay. We're I got a okay. hundred and thirty pound dog. That's like that too. <laughs> Great big huge dogs afraid to go out when it's sprinkling. That's exactly exactly. And so they, they they'll pee inside. You're like, come on, get killing me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so let's do it. I have music playing in three, two, one. Let's get our Jatro. You're up, buddy. All right. What we have done for ourselves alone dies with us. What we have done for others and the world remains immortal. You know, it's kind of like Kelly was saying, be a good person. Go out there and do good stuff for other people. If it doesn't get you anything, just do it. And that's how we live to be immortal. You know, get to see the universe on our way out. There you go. Pass it down. Right? Anybody ever been in a drive-thru and had somebody pay for you in front of you? Tons. Pass it down. I've, yeah. Same. I've had people come by me and my kids um, dinner at like restaurants and stuff like that, and they'd come up to me and they're like, "Your kids asked the waitress, may I have an apple juice?" I've never seen any. I said, "Well, you have to teach them. If you don't teach them, they're never going to learn." And then we went up to pay and everything else like that. And it's like, oh, that couple over there that you were talking to bought your dinner for you. You know, it's just, it, it happens. It you happens. Know, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Manners go a long way. Jay, thank you so much. James, Kelly, Daryl, everybody else that called in tonight, thank you so much. I appreciate you guys listening. Appreciate appreciate your takes on all this stuff. I know these are big questions. These are hard topics to handle, but that's why we do it. We don't do these things because they are easy. We do them because they are hard. There you go. <laughs> that's my worst JFK ever. All right. We're not done. We are not done. We're going to end this stream. We're going to restart a stream. All right. There you go. And this is the thing. We're going to do more. More content, more troubled minds, more conversations about esoterics, about ourselves, about the future, about the past, about us and how we fit into all of it. And of course, the influence of people over people and why it's important to be good to yourself so you can be good to others. Thanks a lot, everybody. Don't go anywhere. More Trolled Minds in about 15 minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. We're going to end this stream and restart. We're going to reboot, and we're going to do this. If you guys haven't seen the Midnight Mass on uh, YouTube, well, or I'm sorry, on Netflix, well, uh, go watch it. Go check it out. Uh, if you want spoilers, we're going to have spoilers. Uh, but we will have this on a podcast feed tomorrow if you're ready for this. If not, that's okay. So anyway, as we finish, thanks again, everybody, for listening. Thanks for being part of this. We're done. Be sure. Be strong. Be true. Thank you for listening. From our troubled minds to yours, have a great night.
It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details.